better butter out than in, I always say. That's what everybody says. So it's like not only my own thing. It's like everyone's thing. Better out than in. Does Dolly Parton say that? <laughs> yes, Dolly Parton says that, Jay. <laughs> but it's better out than in. Like you're you're burping, so it's like it's better out than Never heard than of it. In. I'm an old man. Okay. Tutta la mia zona un sogno nel cassetto Tutta la mia zona fra ti sembra un ghetto Prince ancora in gabbia zio ritorna presto Da quando te ne sei andato fra qua c'è un macello Tutta la mia zona un sogno nel cassetto Brinda vino e Montenegro quando passo non ti vedo and this is Unrelegated. It's unrelegated. Welcome to just another highly rated Uber ride and revolving <laughs> tour break in Atlanta United podcast for the people by well. Two other people. That's right. We're just two other people. That's right. We're just, just like you. We're just hanging out. But we've got a mic in front of our face. That's right. We're hanging and we, out. We like un- unbashedly give our opinions. I'm, you got like, it. all the time. I'm amazed that you got that word right. Unbashedly? Yes, no, I know. No, you just didn't. See that <laughs> just, no, maybe unbashedly. You didn't unabashedly? Unabashedly, I said unabashedly first time, didn't I? I don't know. I'm screwing this up. <laughs> We're not even like a minute into this, and I'm already effing it up right so now. So on brand, and you're not swearing apparently. You're uh, this is a thing now. You're just, just gonna. I'm trying to do it for the children, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the children. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we're in Hudson our, FC. Our, our parent rating has gone down 2% now. Hudson FC, and essentially, I think we can just call this our headquarters at this point. I, honestly, I feel like I just, just we should just say it's our studio. Yeah, especially, uh, yeah, this is our studio this now. This is our studio space now. Especially, it comes with wine and pizza. Right, uh, <laughs> a flatbread uh, tofu pizza, which, which is was delicious, delicious, right? Yeah, it was really always good. Always is. It was a special again, guys. And the fries are always perfect. Perfection. I have actually never had their fries. They're always cooked exactly right. Oh. Every time. Well, I so feel like consistent. now I'm... I think I'm, that's why it takes a little while for them to come out, because they're all made to order. Ah! So... I, oh, they make... They, they make made, the fries to order. Dang. So that's why it takes a little longer, but they taste what? delicious. Look, she's looking at me being like, yes, yes, we make our fries to order. Yes. That's and why they they're And they are good. delicious. It makes a difference, guys. God. Seriously. Man, so good. So, so there's... Okay, also... I'm going to segue right in. Segue right in. There is so much to talk like about. Right into segue, right off a cliff. Right <laughs> off a cliff. Forget, forget making an easy transition and oiling up the gears. I'm just going full throttle. Let's just dive right in. Over a cliff. La Liga has signed a 15 year contract for La Liga to play at least one game a season in the U.S., presumably in Miami. That, that would seem like a fit. If they, if they did it next year, maybe after uh, the new um, uh, Becca Miami franchise right. is up and running. Uh, and that's partly hey. is because uh, Relevant, uh, the company that they, they partnered with, mm-hmm. um, sort of the sports media entertainment right. marketing company, kind of like some in a way, uh, uh, Soccer United Marketing, um, in, in, in some ways, was founded by Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross. So they're Miami-based, and the co- they're the company that runs the International Champions Cup, which is that tournament that this past summer they brought all those friendlies that bring all the big European right. clubs right, right, and right. Dortmund played and whatever. And uh, Tottenham, I think, and uh, so yeah, uh, they're gonna they're gonna start doing a thing and um, bring them in, bring them in near over like the summer, like in the in the summer hot months, or 
Uh, they're saying, no, I mean, they're talking about mid-season La Liga games. So it's going to be in the middle of probably a Major League Soccer season. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be really weird. Uh, that would be super weird. And they, they're relevant in La Liga also put on last year's sort of bootleg El Clasico in Miami. And uh, the two groups have combined to form sort of this new entity called La Liga North America that's going to handle all of this business dealings uh, yeah. in the U.S. and Canada, including negotiation of TV rights. So just oh, basically well. money, 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 money. Yeah. yeah. No, anytime anybody says that they're based off of uh, uh, the uh, Miami Dolphins <laughs> or they're, they're owned by the people that own the Miami, I like get sketchy immediately worried. Immediately worried. <laughs> I'm like, this is going to be completely, it's going to be a huge disaster. Huge disaster. Well, I mean. Speaking of huge disaster. Yeah. Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so the Toronto uh, in the CCL again because they won the ca- Canadian can't, Championship. You can't get away from these guys. It's I, like it, it doesn't matter sucks. how shitty they're doing in MLS. They they're, find a way into uh, by you know. Well, granted, the Canadian Championship is like four fucking teams, and right. one of them's uh, one of them is a lower league team, right. uh, Ottawa. So it's kind of a joke because that it's, it's Vancouver, it's Montreal, and it's Toronto, and then it's Ottawa. Yes. Okay. And and essentially, they get to compete. In this like four team tournament, essentially, right. for a fucking champions, uh, Concacaf Champions League yeah, spot. That's so stupid. That we're that's like so scraping and scrapping yeah, for against like twenty three freaking teams. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's stupid. That's ridiculous. It's stupid. So you they're know what? Back I'm in finding it. more now that like every time I go to anything with a bunch of our supporters and somehow the topic of Toronto comes up, everyone just starts immediately going, fuck Toronto. <laughs> I hate Toronto. Well, Josie scored a hat trick. Yeah, of course he did. And I think he scored in pretty much every he only major tournament. He scores in games, it doesn't matter. Or major tournaments, um, you know, uh, which they're not going to I don't think they're going to be in the playoffs, so uh, scratch that one. Yep. But, I mean, they celebrated it like it was the best thing ever. I'm right. like, have you not looked at your fucking season and what you happened to you guys? You don't know where you're standing right now? Like, you yeah. guys were in shambles at the end of the oh my Champions gosh. League. It did pretty much destroyed your MLS season. <laughs> And they're like, yay, Yay, let's do it again. Let's do it again. (laughs) Fucking Canadians. Uh, (laughs) So uh, also in the news, um, you know, quite important, uh, New York Red Bulls drew with Vancouver. Thank the Lord. Vancouver almost won that game. Um, Oh, I wish they would have. Yeah. I wish they would have. Yeah. My God. And and it was two goals from, uh, of all people, Mr. Red Card Waston. Right? (laughs) Right? (laughs) He almost got a hat trick. I know. They're, like their insane? center back is basically scoring more goals than their forward, um, and and so oh, that. Oh, Breck Shea. <laughs> I wanted you to. I wanted you to pull that out, or if any of the games, that was the game I wanted you to pull something off. To man. be honest, Breck Shea was dreadful until they moved to left back, uh, and then he was okay. Yeah. But, um, just a strange character that guy. He's so with, more of a power sub. It seems like he scores goals yeah, off the bench it's, better. It's weird. So with that, Atlanta United on total points are, are matched with them on total points. Right after that game, uh, Atlanta United were matched right, with them. And right. The, because that was before we played Columbus. Right. Right. Um, but they are. They were ahead on. Uh, they had on a win. Wins, one more win. But now we're tied. At, at the time. And on the wins, correct? Technically, but we also have one more game played than they do now after Columbus. Yeah, that's but, right. So, but either way, as uh, it's basically every article, every week is, is going to flip and flop and go, uh, Atlanta United are now in control of their destiny. Yeah. New York Red Bulls are in control, control of their, of their destiny. destiny. Shared control of destiny. <laughs> <laughs> like, we get it, okay? It's good. We're going to have to deal with this shit for the rest of the fucking season. Oh, we are, because they're going to be right on our coattails. But we need, we need that. 
going into games, I feel like now more than ever, to know that we've got a team like New York Red Bulls that are right there behind us waiting for us to mess up. Yeah. And we can't give it to them. And don't worry, guys. We're going to recap the match later. Uh, but we got uh, some cool stuff right. um, coming up before that. We just wanted to give you, like, all of the good stuff and then just, like, <laughs> hammer it at you. home. So this is going to be, like, all positives on this yeah. On this episode, it's like a this positive episode. This is a downhill episode. podcast. Yeah. But downhill, like, as in we're on a sleigh ride and it's fucking awesome. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> like, that makes absolutely <laughs> yeah, no sense. Yeah, you got to let me finish that okay. contextually. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, we do have some injury news, though, unfortunately. Um, uh, but with the good news first is that Garza is running and training, according to Doug Roberson uh, of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. That's a huge, that's a good, good sign. Very good sign. Also, I heard on uh, the Five Stripes final show last night, from Joe and Sam that uh, that uh, Tata said Nagby is also uh, making a lot of headway, and it could be a race between oh, the two. So sweet. the assumption was sort of, oh, well, Garza's going to be back first, but now it, could, it may be Nagby that comes back first. It's either, Who knows? Either way, that makes me – it just makes me – first, it shows the depth that we have on our team that we can play without – people like Nagby and Garza on our starting 11 or even on our bench. But it also makes the the, the runs that we're going to have in the, the later half of the season, which is what we're getting into right now, even better when we can pull people like Nagby and Garza off of our bench. And then that just makes our team that much stronger going forward into the, to the end of the season. Yeah. Um, you know, we had – all those cramped games last season and Miggy came back to play in the playoffs probably before he was really healthy and right. all of those things. And now we're coming into it uh, with a different outlook, at least offensively. And that's because Joe Patrick had some other news he tweeted out earlier uh, before this recording. Yeah, that, this one kind of um, sucks. Brendan Vasquez was spotted uh, in a walking boot yesterday after the game. He was told it was just precaution uh, after taking a knock in training. Um, but uh, they'll know more Wednesday during the training session right. uh, presser. There's, I know that there's a bunch of questions that are going to be asked on Wednesday so just I would I would tell everybody to be on the lookout for uh, Wednesday information keep your eyeballs open because uh, Chris Goslin was also injured uh, more seriously in training yeah. on Friday uh, apparently uh, yeah his injury is more serious and he will be evaluated soon Sucks. so we'll know more probably again on Wednesday just keep a positive mindset I mean I know that this sounds like but defensively, it's just, ugh, yeah. it's like, come on. Yeah, I know. No, it's one right after Especially the after seeing McCander in the game kind of hold his right. collarbone. You're oh, like, no. Oh, my God. Please, no. <laughs> you're like, is and Bellows then he came coming back. on? So I don't know, I don't know if was anything was updated on that. Did you hear anything else I, from that? Apparently, he was fine in the locker room and okay. nothing. Didn't even make mention of it. So like a knock, I guess, on his, on his collarbone yeah, or something. Just a, yeah. He just, okay. Uh, the tough fall. So. Uh, other tidbits. Um, Joseph has all the articles coming out. So like bang, people bang. are just like. About Joseph, and we're okay with it because the more content you give us, the more that we can talk about. So keep on giving us the Joseph content, but um, we're going to talk specifically about two articles right now. So uh, there are the articles from Goal.com and Felipe Cardenas from The Athletic. Um, from those both that we learned that Joseph started out his career as a goalkeeper. <laughs> no, I mean, he was just a kid. I mean, but still. Uh, and I think it was because they didn't I, have a I jersey. Imagine, like, I imagine Joseph being younger yeah. and like, being full serious. I think he was in a, uh, grew up in a uh, neighborhood of Caracas in Venezuela, which is uh, it's more of a baseball sort of you know place, right? Like you think Cuba or or Venezuela or like these are like big on baseball, mm -hmm. and so I, they didn't have a they didn't have enough jerseys. <laughs> he said. So he started off as goalkeeper, but once he got a jersey, he was able to move into a field position oh. uh, where he could start to and he learn, never looked back. Learn his craft of uh, of serious uh, celebrations. No. Yeah, and then uh, additionally, Parkhurst on uh, one of the articles likened uh, Joseph 
they likened him to when he played with Clint Dempsey uh, when the two were both with the New England Revolution, um, which was also spanning Taylor Twellman's career, who he also compared Joseph to. Yeah, he said that um, Joseph's got a little bit of Taylor Twellman in him with that attitude, with the attitude of Clint Dempsey. Um, Taylor Twellman, uh, because he was so explosive as well and so good in the box, just a goal scorer in and around the box, knowing where to be and good in the air. But obviously, Joseph is more dynamic than Taylor used to be quote unquote and yeah uh that was just interesting to hear parkhurst take who has been in the league a long time a very long time and um i mean these are the guys that have seen all the records broken who have seen bwp make his you know run of uh of his 27 goals scored in 2014 and and all that stuff so it's kind of cool to see how these guys see see him um uh and 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 whether you know because it's really like to me people like well you know, Joseph's not—he's um, not quite there in terms of—you uh, know—he's got to play a little longer to be best in the in the no. league and all this shit. These people and it's are like, insane. Just talk to Parky. <laughs> Dude, Parky's been talk in the league the forever. Talk to the veterans. Talk about any of say. the veterans. I mean, you've got even the people who have already set the records, and they're like, "Dude, Joseph." Or just Dan insane. Gargan. How Dan Gargan talks yeah. about him. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just you. There was a there was something that MLS I think published this past week talking about. Uh, Joseph, and it was multiple people from different teams. You had BWP on there. You had Parker's. Yeah, had, they had interviews with a bunch yeah, of people. Yeah, a uh, bunch of people from different different teams, and they're all some talking of the defenders about, he's yeah, faced. <laughs> they're all talking about like you, nobody Zach wants Stephan. to go against Joseph. Zach Stefan was in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody does. That was and, a cool video. Yeah, it was. It really was. Um, and in in regards to that, also, there's a lot of talk about how. Joseph coming from the Italian league, um, and how he how he viewed that, and and we always see that as like Joseph wasn't well received there, you know, he or wasn't he didn't a, play well or couldn't get enough right, time, right, right, right. But yeah. a, as far as what uh, Felipe Cardenas had uh, in the discussion with him on his uh, article with Joseph, he said Joseph doesn't really see his time at Torino, Torino, sorry, and Serie A as a failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. When he was in Serie A, he talks about it, it was just different tactically, so he was. Scoring until uh, at a pretty good clip until he had a new they had a new coach and some right, turnover, right, right. and that that's just the name of the game. Right. And um, you know he says people can say what they want to say about my time in Italy. All leagues are different. All teams are different. The Italian league is very defensive. You don't see games finish five to five or five nil. You see a lot of games ending at one nil or nil nil. And it's nothing against that style, but I think it's too tactical. Right. Um, and then um, you know when Philippe also asked Joseph, does he feel appreciated in Atlanta? He said, until the day that I'm not. He said, yes, he does, but yeah, yeah. And, until I yes, don't. Yes, until I don't. He doesn't like finality. He's no. he's, uh, he's he's a very he's, interesting interview. He's very in the moment, Joseph is. It's not, it's not about... Which is important for a striker, I think. I, it should be. That it mindset. absolutely should be. Yeah. It shouldn't be about what has happened in the last game. It shouldn't be about the next game you've got going in. It should be about the game and that moment and, and, and scoring that goal and scoring as many goals as possible and winning the game. And I think that's exactly what Joseph embodies, and I think that's what makes him one of the most potent and historical strikers in MLS because that's what he is. And despite what people think about him not being in this league long enough, he will go down in the records as being the best striker in MLS. I wrote a tweet, and, uh, you know, it was a little bit of hyperbole, but I essentially just said that, you know, he's going to stay here, and he's going to become the most prolific goal scorer ever in MLS. He's going to break all the records and retire. He's going to break his own records. MLS, so. He is going to break his own records. Well, you just went one step further than I did, yeah. I mean, He's going to break his own records. Which record? Uh, He's going to break his hat trick record next season. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Okay. I have no doubt about it. Well, you also think we're going to win every single game until the end of the season. And you're 
and you know what? You can you can make this face at me like you don't believe me. Don't. And then at the end of the season, I'm going to laugh at you. Okay, Wolverhampton. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Okay, Jay. <laughs> but next up, uh, we talk about some of those things. We interview guys. Kevin Egan. Kevin Egan! That's right. Before the Columbus game. The Irish wonder. Atlanta United commentator for Fox Sports South. Um, and we learned about his journey in sports media until now, his love for Gaelic football, his Uber rating. Um, you know, important things. Important things. <laughs> and an All the important and some things. insights in Atlanta United Supporter Shield run yeah. as well. So why don't you guys sit back, relax. We're going to take a break, and then you can check it out. Enjoy the Irish one. Yeah, I'm the shit. I should have a breeze on me. Like Pele, clip you like LA, like them. I said, love them, bring home the bacon. You ain't from Kingston, you are Jafankin. You take her and make her, I mess up her makeup. She started with her A cup, put some D's on it. Yeah, I'm the shit, I should have a breeze on me. Take a back street and I put some P's on it. Just left the Gucci store, all I got is G's on me. Oh, oh, back guys we are with the magnanimous kevin egan would you the stop? one the only oh my word there is, well there are kevin egan's if you google no the only uh, one but this is the only kevin Which, egan by the way, that's we, important to us right we, now. i was talking to jay about this before you came down here we need to get you a wikipedia page can you help me with that yeah yeah, yeah i we'll think legitimately uh, help you with getting one the atlanta united family if you're listening to this get on it create yeah. a kevin egan Wikipedia page. By this time, I would have already created one. I just need you to help me filling it out. I'm is terrible it terrible at stuff like this? I'm awful. Is but you don't need to do that. We'll do that for you. Yeah, I, I got told you need to have your own website. So I set up a web. It's terrible. I need yeah. to fix it. I need to just sort it out and get more content up there. And yeah, uh, maybe yeah, Kelly Francis J Riddle will help me out with yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> now graphic designers and website <laughs> website designers. Wiki, Although wiki we do starters. know a guy, Don Mock. We do. So. We do. We'll <laughs> get on it. Who's helped uh, we'll build some branding for us as well? So Kevin, uh, I think Kelly has been dying to ask you this. this it came yeah. up last night on mm-hmm. Twitter. Okay. It sure did. So, I'm nervous. Uh, Jay posted, uh, if you've got a question for Kevin, please. Uh, give it to us and we'll feed them to and him. thank the you first, for the 3,747 yes, questions we'll get through questions. all of them in the next 30 minutes um, <laughs> but uh, nice Jillian Sakovich uh, posted almost immediately uh, ask him what his Uber rating is and then I saw right after you had posted a uh, poll about who has the was it the worst yes. Uber rating yeah how's it doing by the way uh, oh, I, Dan, I think I Dan Gargan was in the lead Gargan's very bit. nervous about this <laughs> <laughs> it says With an awful the, lot about, about a person <laughs> Let's call a spade a spade. Like, uh, forget about your moral integrity and character. Like, your Uber rating is everything. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure nobody thinks Jillian has the worst Uber rating. Like, everything that I've been seeing is like, oh, she's a doll. People are like, want to give her extra. I mean, I'm looking it up right now. Just keep the suspense must be killing you. Too. <laughs> I think at the time Dan was leading when I first looked at it late last night, um, and then uh, and then I wasn't sure. So if uh, if Kelly goes to our unrelegated Twitter account, it'll pull it right up because oh, it's like what, yeah, one of the tweets right there. 
I don't know how to work Twitter, apparently, is what's going on. Or revolving doors. Or uh, revolving because doors. as uh, <laughs> I want to walk in the revolving door upstairs, all of a sudden I feel something behind me. <laughs> Kelly had walked into the same section of the revolving door. So we were just like this weird stuck state. And she was like startled. And she was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Only Kelly Francis can walk into a revolving door behind Jay and come out first. <laughs> That's pretty much what happened. It was, no, yeah. Revolving doors are different sizes as far as, like, how many people can stand. And, and I just. Yeah, your, your size assessment was is off. Way right? off. Yeah. Uh, wow. So right now, uh, Dan Gargan is leading 43%. Oh, Jillian is right behind at 38. And you are at 19 Wow. So, do we want answers here? Or yes, I think we, we need to know. Yeah. Okay. Best Uber rating. Who do you think it is? Dan. I'm gonna say Jillian. Both wrong. Oh. oh. Get in. Get in. <laughs> Best human being of the three of us. <laughs> I'm joking. I just uh, think it was an averages game of like who takes Uber the most. You know, and then averaging it out, I was just, I was thinking way too much about it. All so, right, so here yeah. we go. I feel like you would sit in a car and just have, like, conversations. See, this is the problem. I yap away too much. And that's probably why the odd time I get a bad Uber rating, because I just want to have the chat. <laughs> so, worst Uber rating, who's it going to be? Dan or Jillian? I think Jillian. Really? Yeah. I'd go with Dan. you got to stick out for the girls here. I guess they do. The worst Uber rating is Jillian Sackovitz. What? <laughs> Jillian, <laughs> she she lives Jillian Sackovitz is a horrible human being. <laughs> <laughs> horrible. <laughs> I just I just assume all Uber drivers are terrible people in New York, and she that's probably where she so, takes a so lot of that's Ubers. That's what she says. That's her yeah. excuse. Have you seen the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode about Uber ratings? I haven't. If no. not, please go see it. Larry David's a genius, and he he I've has a terrible Uber rating. No, they all keep canceling on him. No one will take him, <laughs> and this is how it all takes off. And then Dan last night says we're having a bite to eat. And he says I didn't realize we had Uber ratings, and I was like, Are you serious? This is. I mean, you have to raise your kids to have good Uber rates. That's yeah. what it's all about. It's like credit scores now. Yeah. 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 So Jillian's the uh, the worst of the three of us. Yeah. She's oh, wow. she's, a, she's on a four point six two. I figured she had good. a tough break yeah. because of uh, living in New York. So that was that was sort of my logic with that. Mine. Yeah. Mine. Funny enough, uh, I had a pretty good Uber rating until I went to New York, um, and then I bought or got ubers for me and my girlfriends and they proceeded to be very sick in the ubers <laughs> so of course mine went yeah. down i deleted excuse, uber excuse i deleted uber a year and a half ago and have been very happy with lyft so <laughs> i don't know what my uber rating is or was before i deleted it um for the record jillian top class love her to bits great, yes. per- great person terrible Absolutely. uber rating terrible uber and rating. and she's been visiting the tailgate a lot and uh, we appreciate that hanging out with the fans so that's very cool uh dealing with the heat and the humidity mm-hmm. and then having to go in and oh, man. <laughs> I don't you guys weren't there any, a few any, weeks ago when I went down any and woman in in television like I have so much respect if they come down to the gulch first <laughs> the gulch even sounds hot <laughs> yes. like yeah. everything about it's con- it is it's hot. a concrete desert wasteland it down is. there yeah. they say heat rises it doesn't in the gulch yeah. no. the gulch no. is just it in a basement there. it's in a dungeon just, and you go down there just hangs out yeah. Yeah. yeah Dan would never go down there his hair would yeah he wouldn't everybody have felt sorry for me though I wore a suit down and I didn't want to take so it was a case of pride. Didn't want to take my jacket off because my shirt I'd sweat through completely, right? It reminded me of my wedding day. My wedding day I sweat through my entire suit. Disaster. We'll get to that in a different podcast. <laughs> uh, but the the gulch day I went down and everybody was coming up behind me with like ice waters for the back of my neck and like, hey, hold the ice water to your uh, to your wrist, it'll help you out. Like yeah. you know, and I'm like, Oh man, it's embarrassing. But yeah. it's good fun. Um, I mean, I think everybody goes through that though. Yeah, yeah. In the gulch, so. Before we get into our questions, I just I think this would mean the world to uh, some friends of ours who just announced uh, last night yes. that they are engaged. Tim and Angie, uh, Home Before Dark, 
they uh, are now engaged. It's mm-hmm. official. Yep. So, Kevin, would you wish them a, a happy engagement? Yeah, Tim and Angie, huge congratulations. It's such a special time. Hopefully, you only do it once in your life, Tim. So, uh, best of luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> <All right>. Awesome. <laughs> it's then- the most nervous I think any guy will ever be. Yeah. Quite honestly, you know that your fian- or your girlfriend at the time is going to say yes, most likely. But I don't think you, I don't think any guy is prepared for how nervous you can be doing that. Yeah, but I didn't sleep the entire uh, night beforehand, uh, oh, which my knees were giving made away. Made things a little interesting. The next I day. haven't thought about proposing to anybody yet, so I'm not there. <laughs> Although no. uh, Kelly gets proposed to on Twitter constantly. Yeah, maybe uh, Joseph Martinez he breaks the record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by the I'll same, just go down there and just give him any ring I have yeah, on my body. By the same listener, uh, like on a weekly basis. <laughs> um, you had an interesting tweet uh, last week. I didn't know this. You said it was your 14-year anniversary in television sports, um, yeah. and uh, that is quite the journey. Do you want to tell us a little bit how, like, what that means to you and how you kind of like got here like what were you thinking of when you started to kind of reflect yeah and I certainly didn't mean to tweet that out in any way for people to say congrats I didn't mean it like that at all I was just looking at the date 15th of August and thought wow how many years is this now 14 years since I was lucky enough to get a job as a runner in Ireland uh, with the national broadcaster making tea and coffee on the Olympics it was that was essentially what I was doing probably butchered a few cups of teas but sure what are you going to do but uh, I tore my ACL playing a game and the doctor said, you're out for a year. You're going to be at least a year. Uh, so focus on something else. And I'm not the type that can sit around and do nothing. I just start to get really frustrated. So I said, right, I'm in college. I may as well get a job in my field. Uh, I was studying journalism and communications. And got a job making the tea and coffee. And then one step after another, you progress to whether it's researcher or a sub-editor. Or uh, then eventually doing radio reports, TV reports. And I've just been very lucky. I've met some brilliant people along the way. Got some lucky breaks. And, yeah, there's been a lot of hard days, too, though. I'd be lying if I said there wasn't some, you know, even some tears. You come here to a, to, to a different country. My mother's from Chicago, so half my family is from the U.S. And you get told sometimes, no, I wouldn't put your accent on the air. Or, no, you're not, you know. You, you, you come so across a lot of obstacles, yeah. I never, th- I'm, I always find, um, and this is just for me, any commentator that uh, doesn't have an American accent, I always feel like it's more knowledgeable. Um, <laughs> you're counter racist. I, I know. I'm, I'm very counter racist. <laughs> like those American accents, accents they don't know anything. I get where you're coming from, but I absolutely, like, I hate it so much. I, I, I hate the accent thing. I just, I wish it wasn't even a discussion. Beca- and I wish, it, I wish people didn't get breaks because of their accent. And I say that as an Irish American, but as with an Irish voice uh, who may have gotten a break in my life for all I know because of an accent. But I just hate it because there's so many wonderful, intelligent conversations that are had by American voices in this country. And, and this is no longer an underground sport uh, in America or in Canada for that matter. The intelligent uh, dialogue about like, you know, tactics and breakdown of games and everything else is on a different level. To, yeah. It's on a different level to Ireland or the UK. And I'll say that. Oh, wow. Beca- because okay. people here are invested in learning at a quicker rate. Right. And people accept the status quo where I come from originally. So I think people think in a deeper way over here, which is wonderful. They just make it based off Uber rating, and that would be fair, right? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> that is but, a fair point, though. I, I do. Yeah. That's, it's always interesting to... the. I think the fever for wanting to understand the, the game more, wanting to talk about the game more, wanting to have a better explanation of it, I think is higher over here because you've had it for so long. So it's very... Mm-hmm. I guess passe 
Yeah, look at, in a way. Yeah. Look at look at what we're seeing now. The, the diverse tactics within MLS that we're starting to see develop. You know, and, and we've got a team today, Columbus Crew, who have an absolute identity, maybe the clearest identity of any team in Major League Soccer, uh, which I love to see. I'm all for Greg Berhalter getting the U.S. job. I hope it happens uh, because what he has done against all odds and, and against an owner who wants to uplift the team and move them away to Austin, which I, I'm just on the record for saying is an absolute disgrace. It's yeah. embarrassing, uh, and I feel for all Columbus fans going through this right now but the, the the fact that he is able to implement his style with such a limited budget and do what he's managed to do is remarkable uh, and i think we're in for a real cracker of a game today because of that yeah speaking about um uh you know the uh, we talked about accents but the other piece of it is whether you're a woman yeah um and we just saw announced by fox sports uh that on the call uh for dc united versus new england revolution on um uh, Fox Sports will be today as of our interview, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lisa Beington, uh, um, Danielle Slayton, and Katie uh, Witham will make history with the first three women to exclusively lead a broadcast team. I know, and, yeah. I, and it's I know, and I spoke to Danielle Slayton for like an hour uh, earlier in the week. She's a dear, dear friend of mine. Danielle's the type of friend that I had in Chicago that the two of us she'd ring me up and say, "Hey, fancy a beer?" And we'd go around to the bar together and just sit there and yap away. And she lived like a stone's throw from me in Chicago and her boyfriend John is a top top man and we used to just love meeting up with them we had our local pub like a little dive bar in Chicago that we used to go to and she's such a top class human being aside from the fact that she's incredibly knowledgeable about the game played for the US and it's just she's just a kick ass human being in every single way you cannot go out with Danielle Slate and not have fun so I'm really looking forward to seeing what she's like she worked with Lisa Byington when she was so green Lisa Byington was calling games alongside Daniel Slayton for the Big Ten Network. And I used to work there with them at the time. Right. I used to be their graphics guy. Yeah, I remember so, seeing so that. So <laughs> Big Ten women's soccer games was Lisa Byington and Daniel Slayton. And I'd be in the, the truck doing graphics. And uh, Lisa's top class. Lisa played basketball and soccer in college at the same time. That's crazy. Incredible. So, so knowledgeable when it comes to the game. And then Katie Witham is so professional. Uh, I don't know Katie. I've never met her. Met her but uh, like she's just impressive in everything she does so they're going to be brilliant yeah. irrespective of the fact that they're female it's brilliant that they're breaking ground Absolutely. but Danielle was like alright let's just get this done let's get this whole female conversation out of the way right. and let's just have a really successful broadcast yeah. and I have no question that they will very exciting yeah. we're big uh, we're big Ali Wagner fans during the World Cup mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh, this is very exciting it uh, is we're very both exciting. excited about that I, I, I agree I thought they were up there the Derek Ray Ali Wagner partnership mm-hmm. was maybe my second favorite out yeah. of the whole yeah. I'm glad they finally flew piece. them out there and, and did the right yeah. thing had them, yeah, yeah uh, comment obviously during the games because it sounds a lot different when you Mm -hmm. have them doing it from a a studio in New York all right well there's a lot of questions that we have to get into so I'm excited to uh start them I mean you know we've already sort of been starting them I don't know what I'm doing I'm (laughs) this is what I normally do spit it out Kelly so awkward um (laughs) is there anything that most people don't know about what it takes to be a, a commentator or an analyst I think one of the biggest things that people don't consider is the day itself, right? So on this day, every commentator or analyst, you know, or host, whatever it is, has their routine throughout the day. Like, I love to get up. I went this morning out to the... People think, must think I'm a lunatic. I'm out here in the park every time I'm in Atlanta and I just start doing crazy sprints because I just need to sweat. I need to get that f- game day feel. Right. I want to I wanna go play ball. Like, if anyone has a pickup game on a Saturday morning... In Atlanta, I would love to go play because I just I just want to like burst someone in a tackle or like we just get, get you re- out to uh, station soccer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know that you went out. Once, we tried and we didn't get the numbers, and it it was yeah. just difficult the next just day. Next next time that, that we we do this, just let yeah. Us next know. time we know, we yeah. could probably pull something together very quickly. I've, I've started going to station soccer almost every week now, and love um, it. 
regularly getting nutbagged. It's awesome. Love it. Oh, no. Like, just don't <laughs> let Gargan do it to you because he'll never let you forget it. No. Uh, and then the, the game day ritual for me is a lot of – I love watching games. I, I, I'll put stuff down on paper. I'll have all my notes on it, but I really don't look at it during the game. I want to memorize things. I want to I wanna know exactly – where Dan is going with his thoughts in his head. So I want to speak to him as much as possible all week long. And on the day of game, I want to spend time with him. I want him to put me through my paces in the park with like jumping jacks and sit-ups and push-ups and stuff because we start to just throw things off each other. For example, like today, Jassy's artist, uh, his single season record was in 2014. He scored 16 goals for the Galaxy. He's on 14 as of right now with 10 games to play. But in that season, it was Dan Gargan playing right back for the Galaxy. Oh, so wow. these are these little discussions that we can talk about in advance. And I know exactly the points that he wants to make. And when you have that chemistry, and when I say chemistry, Dan and I, I love him to bits. He's like a brother at this point. He, he's, he's got his ego. He's got his look. He's got everything. <laughs> but I just love, I love bouncing off him and having fun. We're completely different people. But I think we complement each other quite well. I hope we do. And uh, it comes off on on camera. And, I hope and, so. Yeah, uh, I definitely. could say anything to him. He could say anything to me, and he constantly takes the piss out of me on air, which I love. Yes. <laughs> uh, and I, I encourage that. Um, yeah, and have your notes ready. Get there early. Today we've got Greg Garza on the show. That's right, you do. Yeah, and so if we can, if you guys can pop up to the AT and T perch, or if anybody can join us, please do. Uh, and Greg is just a legend, top class guy. And he's got perfect hair. I mean, his hair his is hair never is so out of place. Nice. I said to him, if you don't ask him about his hair product, I really am yeah. desperately disappointed. No, I, I look at most of my guy friends and I like show them a picture of Greg Garris. I was like, please just, yeah. I need you to look and see. <laughs> it's perfection. It, it is. is literally it just perfection. Just like Tito's hair last oh, year. Tito's. With the, it just never moved. It was perfect. It's a joke. Yeah. But uh, also when you get to the stadium, you know, especially here at Mercedes-Benz, Mercedes-Benz presents so many difficult challenges for a broadcaster, especially when you're doing a pre-game show. Here's Gargan now. Will I answer? <laughs> yeah, go on. Up on the phone. Picture. Hang on. Hang on one Danny Boy, you're live to the Unrelegated Podcast. What have you got to say? Hello. <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> what are you clowns doing? We're joking around. I'm talking about you and how handsome and dapper you are. Uh, that could go on for hours. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah, we, he might be late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're over in the far tower down on the lower level if you want to join us. Far tower, lower level. Yep, I just uh, grabbed two. It looks ravishing. There's no chance that you're going to listen to the best dress today. Okay. We will see you in just a moment. Beautiful. Talk to you then. <laughs> Bye-bye. Is that, a, is that a contest you guys have quite frequently as best dressed? Just nah. Just have fun with them. In uh, Dan's head every, every time. <laughs> so the Mercedes-Benz challenges are simply that it's a lot more difficult to get around. I mean, if you're, how, many, how many stadia or stadiums in MLS feel like they were built by the same you know, architect? Uh, Colorado, Chicago, right. LA Galaxy, the Philadelphia Union. The list goes on where you simply walk out of your booth, you can walk down the steps, walk onto the field, walk back up. Mercedes-Benz Stadium is next level in every regard. So you've got all the different security challenges. You've got um, the AT&T perch where fans gather all around us, which is amazing. It's such a great buzz, um, but it takes longer to do everything. So getting there, get, you, you do one or two voiceovers, and then by the time you get into the game, it's just it seems like a constant rush in the best possible way. Yeah. yeah. Are you a no, uh, notepad guy or a sort of a, a laptop or we use Evernote, for example, on our phones? I do stickers. And when the team is announced, I'll put my stickers into the formation that the coach has picked. So it's easier for me to, uh, if I need to look at something or, or look down, especially for the opposing team, uh, it, it, you know, it's simple. Like sticky notes? 
Yeah, like um, like, like the adre- address labels for an envelope. Oh, address labels. Oh, yeah. interesting. That's yeah. interesting. Okay, yeah. so that's where you maybe put a stat. Yeah. Or a, just a highlight or something yeah. you want to ma- maybe I love mention. all the basic information. Yeah. You know, like a number, a name, uh, age, goals. You know, if it's an interesting story. Um, there's one or two interesting stories, I think, coming into this game on the Columbus side of things that you just might want to look down and have a quick glance just to make sure you're spot on with the numbers. Did you learn that from somebody, working with somebody, or did you develop that on your own? I think every commentator figures their own path yeah. out. You know, there's no real way. I, I'm... A, I feel like it's such a hipster thing to say. I'm such a visual person. <laughs> but, you know, mm-hmm. Like, I, I really want different colors. Yeah. Uh, I want to color code things. And, and Oh, you and me are the same then. And I have, to t- I have to write it out. I can't type things. Yes, same. If I type it out, I'll forget it. If yep. I write it down, I'm good to go. So, yeah, I'll have all my notes out. But, f- but I also, I call people. I'm a head wrecker. Like, uh, if I have to call a coach, I'll try and call a coach. Or if I have to uh, call Dan for an hour during the week and, and, you know, bang our heads together on a certain topic. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it about Atlanta United that changes, for example, when they play three at the back as, a, as opposed to four? Or, or, or more importantly, how does that affect forward players, which we never discuss? We always seem to discuss how it affects a back line or even a Laurentowitz. Right. But how does it affect a Barco? You know, where does he move? Because Tata Martino is, is such an intricate coach in terms of his detail that all... Every single player is affected by a slight switch in tactics. And that's where Dan, I think, really shines. And he's really grown into his own in that role. Great. Um, I want to get into kind of just some some sort of ideas around the supporter shield, its importance. Uh, I saw a tweet by a sports writer. Oh. That said, oh, Jillian Dan. Hi, guys. Uh, oh, yeah, said- she definitely wins Best Dressed today. <laughs> best Dressed, Jillian Sakovitz. Yeah. That, uh, where some people find that the Supporter Shield isn't uh, as important. They look at it, I guess, from an American sports, traditional American sports concept where it's not uh, you know, winning the trophy, the final trophy, so therefore it's not important. What are your ideas on the importance of the Supporter Shield and if it came down to winning the Supporter Shield or uh, the uh, CONCACAF Champions League and getting into that, is there one that you would like to see Atlanta make over the other if it came down to that? Oh, I think, okay, so I'll say CONCACAF Champions League because it's it would be unprecedented, it would be absolutely phenomenal to go on and try and represent Major League Soccer and this continent on a much greater stage. Major League Soccer does not celebrate the Supporter Shield enough. I was there, I was at Red Bull Arena in 2013 when Mike Pecky's New York Red Bulls won it for the first time, their first trophy, uh, and it was absolutely incredible. Um, It will blow the roof off Mercedes-Benz Stadium when that happens one day, and maybe it'll happen on the final day of the season in Toronto, a game that we'll have on Fox Sports South. Uh, I think it's a tremendous achievement. If you can be the best team after 34 games, go and celebrate it, and I think the league should go above and beyond to celebrate it even more. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I'm going to start getting into some of the uh, questions that people have asked. Uh, in the light of recent arms race by TV providers for leagues domestically and internationally, what's your view on the state of soccer in terms of popularity of growth in the U.S.? This goes along to what we were just talking about. Um, and do you think other MLS clubs can capitalize on the growth that ATL? And that's from Scott P050112. Yeah, I, I'm fascinated by the TV industry. I'm fascinated by, by the growth of the game coinciding with the TV industry's growth. Uh, and, and not even growth, sorry, evolution to over-the-top streaming. You, you look at it now, you could have five different streaming packages. Um, Dan Gargan is currently giving gifts. Oh gifts. To Kelly Francis and Jay Riddle, really cool Atlanta United hats. That is dope. Nice. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, sir. Quite welcome. So, uh, how how do you not have the best Uber rating? I don't understand. Yeah. I know. <laughs> how do we got into this discussion, by the way? No, 
She's got the worst. Uber Jillian, do you want to do you want to defend yourself? I got your back. I actually. Pre- I <laughs> predicted no, that no, when he asked who are the worst, I said I predicted Jillian because she lives in New York and Uber drivers are notoriously terrible. <laughs> I had this fight with them. I said it's regional standards. They're very different. I live in, in Miami. In Miami. I live in Miami. They're tough cookies. I said I do all the right things. I say hi. Sometimes I put my own bag in the car. I get out. I tip them. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. Kevin Egan just calls everyone a legend and that's about it. Yeah. And you need to have a it. you need to have a like a 15 minute conversation after you already get to the place to get out like Kevin does and just continue to have a conversation yeah, with them. Yeah, but they don't yeah. want that in New York either. <laughs> I know they I don't. Think I, I you think, can't win. <laughs> I think if I had to siphon out my Atlanta Uber ratings, it, it'd be a five for sure. Yeah, yeah. People are just nicer here. I'm with you. No one speaks English in Miami, so I can't have that many conversations. Oh, so yeah. they just tune you that's out. Um, next up uh, from uh, Corey uh, Hockman at Bad Pub Shark. Uh, he wants to know uh, which player. A play- non Uber related question. Right. Which player have you been most impressed with so far this season? And which player do you feel really needs to step up or is underperforming uh, to expectations in this final stretch? You know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Jeff Laurentowitz actually uh, as the player, and I know it may be the boring answer, but how that guy can transition to play at the back against a side like Toronto the last day. I spoke to him yesterday about the different challenges, and he said it's incredibly difficult to go from a holding midfield role where you're the metronome in midfield, receiving the ball from the back, and and making sure that you transition quick, to then being maybe the last line of defence, and and it's tough. So his consistency. His fitness levels, his leadership, quiet leadership, everything about this guy means that even when Darlington Nagby gets fit and Remedy is there too, I just can't see Laurentowitz falling out of this team. And, and nobody would have predicted at the beginning of last season that Jeff Laurentowitz could become one of the, the most important players. The obvious answer is Joseph for everything he's doing. Um, he is he is just he's so incredibly imperious in every way. He's so, he comes across as so arrogant. And when you sit with him and you speak with him like we did yesterday, he, he's a funny character. He, he is, he's hilarious and he's incredibly likable. Uh, but it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to really hone in on one. Laurentowitz for those reasons, Joseph for the obvious. Um, and then throughout the side, you know, players have just gotten used to Tata's system. I think you look at someone like Pep Guardiola last year, and it takes a long time for Manchester City in his first year finished what? Fourth? Mm-hmm. It was a yeah. third or fourth in his first season in charge. The following year, Hi. take care of Dancy over there. If the following season, they break Premier League records, they hit 100 points, and the players get so used to the movements and his philosophy. And I think you're seeing that this year with Atlanta United that the team has evolved in, in such an impressive way under Tata. Yeah, absolutely. You want to jump to Superman? Su- Superman. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, the question is from Superman, uh, the symbol, but it's at S-U-P-R-M-4 and one ice, light ice, or no ice in your sodas. I want one of those big ball ices like you put in a bourbon. Like a bourbon, <laughs> a bourbon, like a bourbon ice. ice. I don't want. I don't want the light ice. The light ice gets in the way. That's a real pain in the ass. I want. The, I want the big, huge ball. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I need I to get someone in for my apartment. I have one of those at home, but it's in the shape of the Death Star. Oh, that's cool. And I quite uh, quite Love frequently it. use it. Well, that's such a random I, question. My yeah. wife and I went to cookout, and uh, they gave us sodas with no ice, and I literally almost called the cops. I was very. <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing?" Um, I mean, Europe doesn't put ice in their and their sodas i don't live in europe uh where ice and is getting an ice or making ice is a problem i live in america yeah. where we make too much ice and waste water 
and I want uh, wasted water in my soda. That's How do you really feel about ice, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> we have, I have discussions on Twitter all the time with people that, that drink soda with no ice, um, and um, you're never going to change my mind on that. So on Instagram, uh, from JRP26BC, um, says that, of course, you have to ask your usual questions, but then ask what his ultimate goal in bro- broadcasting and commentating is. What is that next level? I don't know. Yeah. I don't, That's a tough question. I, and I'm going to be absolutely honest. I don't know. I have... I always thought the goal would be, right, get to a national broadcaster. Um, obviously, the goal would be commentate on a World Cup final. With all those right? stickers, That's you don't have a vision board? <laughs> the vision board changes all the time. Yeah, uh, I agree. <laughs> it really does. And, you know, the, the goals shift in life. My uh, my wife is pregnant. We're expecting our first child. Congratulations. Boom. Thank you. Congratulations. So, uh, in January, yeah, little little Egan will be rocking an Atlanta United jersey. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, it, that's that's the personal side of things. My goal is to evolve with this industry the way it's changing. Look, Facebook, Amazon, all these different uh, outlets are now acquiring TV rights. You see what, what Turner are doing with the Champions League, that social media is playing a much bigger role. I hope that football analysis and debate will always remain in, in good broadcasts. But I want to be front and center of this game for a long time. And I know that sounds a little bit cocky or arrogant, but I feel like... I can, and uh, I certainly believe in myself. And I mean, we all believe uh, in you also. I, mean, I believe in you too, Kelly. The fact that we get to have you is a, <laughs> is a gift. I also Don't believe be in myself, so I just want to there say that. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun industry to be part of, and I, I just, like, like you talked about earlier, I've been lucky enough to be part of it in some capacity for 14 years, and now I want to do it for another 30 years. All right, I'm going to uh, go to a question here that I actually really want to know, because um, being from the South, it's a very important question. Yeah. Um, this is also an Instagram, and it's from D Palacio sixteen. Have you actually tried Waffle House? Yes. And if so, what did you get? It was late. Of Very course, it always has to be. Late. Yeah. That's the, the only time, time to go. It was or extremely early. It was the. I'll tell you when it was. It was the night before the first game of the season, the thumping by Houston, and Dan and I went out here in Atlanta, and we went to a Waffle House about three a.m. Nice. And, uh, so that's peak time. We got in this like in-depth, incredible conversation with this lady who must have been 85 years of age, as you do in a waffle house. Yeah, of course you do. And uh, it was fun. I, I, I'm pretty sure I got some bacon, waffles, maple yeah. syrup smothered every, in everything. Oh, everything smothered. Yeah, went all, went all in. Two-footed <laughs> challenge on the waffle house. <laughs> so our friends over at MLS Ireland, uh, who actually the Cooligans met when they were out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Amazing. He, he drove hours to go see, uh, I think, uh, Alexis to... Um, Stand up. Yep. Um, he asked uh, Tyrone or Dublin hashtag GAA. Dublin. Dublin. Of course. Uh, that's uh, where your uh, Gaelic football. So from, right? yeah, Gaelic football uh, was is is the the biggest sport in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And my dad was a was a Gaelic footballer. My dad mm-hmm. uh, won two All Ireland medals with Dublin back in the seventies. How you met your mother, right? Correct. Exactly. Traveling to the US. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. So he traveled the US. Met my mom in Chicago, and my mom's uh, father was originally from Ireland. So. That Gaelic football is, is a great sport, wonderful. Hurling is not getting sick. Hurling is the fastest field sport <laughs> in the world. And uh, the All-Ireland Final is currently on at the moment. Oh, wow. Um, and hoping that Limerick can win that one. Yeah, so Dublin all the way. Awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, this is all from Instagram. It's Tim Mulligan. Um, and he says, how do you feel about the Punisher from Parana? I feel like I'm pronouncing it. Oh, it's from uh, Facebook. Oh, that's from Facebook. Excuse me. Um, as a nickname for a remedy. Say it again. The 
Go ahead, because I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> how, does he, how, uh, how do you feel about uh, using the nickname The Punisher from Piranha as a nickname for Remedy? <laughs> um, it's, it's creative. Day. It's creative. I think a lot of people might say, "What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What did he say? Where? What's uh, piranha? Like pr- the fish? The it's fish? it's it's creative. You know, I, I don't know how you guys feel about the Venezuelan viper. That just oh, came I love about. that. One. And is the That's city is it uh, uh, Parana? Because he puts the A at the end. I'm not sure. So I'm not Parana, sure. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but for play by play, is there any player whose names name trips you up? Uh, how about today? Awful, awful, yeah. awful. Yeah. So we, we and, and I, I speak to uh, Columbus Crew play by play guy. He's a, he's a friend, Neil Sika, and he's on the phone yesterday. He's like, "It's not awful. Don't call him awful." I was like, "Well, you're saying awful." He says, "No, it's awful." I'm like, "That's what that's what <laughs> I said." <laughs> it's it's literally Sometimes the it's the most basic names. Yeah. Um, like Dan Kelly, my old broadcast partner, was in Chicago, and I used to get in arguments every single time the team would play Montreal, and Hassoun Kamara would play, and it is it Kamara or is it Kamara or Kamara? And it's the most subtle differences, but it can make a big difference. People can get annoyed. Like the, the, the Vialba thing or Vijalba was, you know, all last season or the start of this year. And Jason Longshore and I had such a laugh about it one night. We were chatting about it. <laughs> and we were saying we're, none of us are wrong, but it's, a, it's always a case of do you want to put an ac- an, a native accent on something? Right. Because if you're going to do that, I said this to someone on Twitter, you'd call Victor Vasquez from Toronto Victor Vasquez. Right. And we're not going to do that, are we? No. It's just unique, and, and it's unique to that region in Spain or, or, or to Spain as a whole. So it's, it's a curious one. Yeah. So uh, f- we are uh, sort of Twitter friends with Nicole Hack. I have yet to I love Nicole. been able to meet her in person. And, and so that just – I've been watching some of the things she's been going through, having roots in Chicago like you do. Uh, you live with your grandmother there. You mm-hmm. uh, were uh, worked with Chicago Fire mm-hmm. as well. Um, was that a sideline gig or was that uh, – Yeah, you were it a sideline reporter, right? Sideline – it was sideline for two games. Okay. And then the – uh, this it's, this is how breaks can happen sometimes. The color analyst had to go to a wedding. Okay. And uh, well, it was sidelined for a couple of games, and uh, I had a, an offer to go to Europe to work on the European Championships in um, in Poland and Ukraine, and I went back to to do that because that was already in play. So I came back then from and Chicago had said, "Look, we don't really have any. We can't offer any money at all." So I was like, "Okay, no problem." And then they said, "Look, Evan Whitfield has to go to a wedding. Can you fill in?" I said, "As a color analyst." And they said, yeah. And I thought, well, I've, I've never played professionally. And I, don't, I didn't feel comfortable about it at all. And they said, please, can you, can you do it? And you know Dan well. You, you, know, you know the game. Jump on in. So I did it. And it went well. And then they offered me the color analyst for the following season. Oh, nice. Which, yeah, which I, I still to this day, I loved every second of it. But I, I don't think I ever felt 100% comfortable. I always felt that little bit insecure about being in that position. Um, and a lot of people feel I went after that role. I didn't. It would have been the host or the play-by-play role because I want to learn more from a former player. Right. Uh, and I think that, that, that it does make a big difference. So uh, I was color analyst for three seasons okay. in Chicago. Oh, nice. Uh, having done that, um, you've previously in interviews uh, called Chicago your U.S. home, even though you live in Miami now. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on the current climate there, um, uh, both with the team's performance on the pitch recently and the sort of the strained relationship we're seeing between the front office and supporters groups like Sector Latino and Section 8. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad. Um, the, a club should do... Alexi Lalas had something like this on Fox. He said something similar, like a club should do everything in their power to connect with the supporters and make sure that there's a healthy relationship there and there's not right now in Chicago. Look, there's, there's certain challenges. Bridgeview is a, is a long way away and it's not the most attractive place to go and watch a game. 
you go one road, you get off the express when you've one road in and traffic's a nightmare, try and get out there. But if the team is performing well and there's a positive vibe about it, Bridgeview and Toyota Park will be packed. It hasn't been the case, it's, it's never been the case since you know, 2012 when I first did my first game. It's never been really out the door. And last season, they, the team had a decent season. But there's just, a, there's just a negative feeling about the team in every way right now. And Nelson Rodriguez has rubbed people the wrong way at times uh, in charge. The recruitment has been curious. You know, like Feinstager is great, but I look at what Atlanta is doing, bringing in fresh, young, vibrant players, and it makes such a big difference. Or they, just bringing in anybody. During yeah. <laughs> anybody. It's a window. Yeah. You know, signing Katai finally from a loan doesn't count to me. That's like a no-brainer. Yeah. You can be sure yeah. that if you're a Don Garber now, you're looking at Chicago and one or two other teams thinking, you've got to up your game somehow or I'm going to make you up your game because the league is going places and you're – you know, you're dragging us back a little yeah. bit. So I hope for the likes of Nicole, you know, Patrick Stanton, there's so many amazing people that are part of Section 8, and um, Ben Burton that I still keep in touch with, and they're wonderful, wonderful people, and they all deserve more. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I'm going to round it up with uh, the question, because we were just talking about Miami, and I sort of wanted to get your thoughts on the, the Miami, the 2020 team, um, and the Beckham franchise, and just mm-hmm. sort of everything that's going on with the team down there. Obviously, the the supposed logo came out and all that good stuff. It's so Miami. It's so Miami. <laughs> um, but just, you know, what your thoughts on that were and then, you know, possibly the opinion on the La Liga working with uh, Relevant for the 15-year contract, contract to play one regular season game in the U.S., which is likely to play in Miami. Yeah, so let's start with Miami. Uh, huge congratulations to them for getting Paul McDonough, who's a, right. a rock star who did a great job with Atlanta United. As uh, said, uh, they've now got FU money, and yes. uh, that, <laughs> that helps you yeah. get people like Paul out yes. of a contract, that's for sure. Seriously, <laughs> he's, he's class. Uh, it, they're going to have so many challenges. Miami's a weird place. It is. It's so weird. It doesn't have the community that Atlanta has. I don't feel... The politics just in South Florida is, is yes. crazy. crazy. Crazy, but... I'm living there because I got the job with being sports. I, I, I think I signed it on the day of my wedding. The day of my wedding. We need to just talk about that one day. Because <laughs> we should. Aside from sweating through like, the suit, like yeah. I, I told my wife, all right, we're officially moving in a few days. We'd no honeymoon then. Drove to, drove to Miami. And ever since I've been there, I don't feel I've ever connected with the city in any way. You know, it's That's a very usual though. When you talk to people that have transplanted there, I mean, it's it's so transient. Yeah. yeah. There's, there, there's, there's not that many people actually from Miami and that can say that their parents are from Miami. That's the feeling I get anyway. I love the people I work with. Uh, I I enjoy my life, but it's not forever at all. And uh, I I just wonder about the team. The golf course has been so controversial, even though I think it's the right thing to do. You know, it's not, it's, 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 it's hemorrhaging money for the, for the city as it is anyway. Right. Uh, And it, it could be turned into something that's profitable that could create an awful lot of jobs. They could probably bring in more than 3 million, million a year in rent off, um, the Moss Brothers and the Beckham Group. It's not in downtown, but it's not far from the city. It's a very narrow place, Miami, because you've got the ocean and the Everglades. Right. Right. So nothing is too far from the city anyway. So I think, I hope it happens because it's going to be a unique place to go and watch a game. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think if they can bring in, seriously, if they can bring in Colombians and Venezuelans, they're off the mark. They're going to bring in a lot of people. Yeah. That's the key for them. Not necessarily the big stars, but if you can go and get a Hamas Rodriguez as your first signing, the stadium will be packed. Right. Yeah. Um, and with that, uh, La Liga, yeah, they're going to play one game per year. Some people seem to have very strong emotions about it. It's one of those things where I think this is probably something we may start seeing happen with other leagues. And 
you know, this is with relevance. So this is not mm -hmm. with Soccer United Marketing. This is with the, the organization Stilitano. that set up the International uh, Champions Cup that came over. We're seeing more and more exhibition games, mm -hmm. more and more of these things where international teams are coming to play over here. Um, is this sort of the end of the MLS all-star structure of how we see games played? Is it really that important to, for an MLS all-star team to play an international team since we have all these teams coming over to play? What do you think is going to happen? What, what structure would you like to see with that? For the all-star game, I've gone back and forth. I, I think the league is now at a point where it could easily go east versus west. Yeah. And, it, and it, would, it would most likely sell out and it would be fun. And you'd have Zlatan against David Villar or you'd have Joseph Martinez against the Gio de Santos or whatever it right. is. Uh, oh. I, 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 the La Liga thing is, it's not sitting that well with me. Yeah. Because I just think it's it's money, obviously, right? But it speaks to the growth of soccer in this country, which I like. But if you're going to take a Clasico, for example, out of Spain, I don't know if I can. I don't know if that sits well. Mm -hmm. It yeah. really doesn't. And I I think there'd be uproar. I don't know if they'd ever get a Clasico out of Spain. The Clasico belongs at the Bernabeu or the Camp Nou. Right. There's just yeah. belongs there. There are some that say this is you know may raise some tensions between soccer United and marketing how they feel about initially international teams coming over here to help the growth of MLS. And now is this sort of a, an attack, you know, on, uh, on where MLS is coming as a league now, do we really need this? Or is this something that now we're saying, gonna, you know, we might see USSF who has to sanction this say, sure, we'll sanction it, but you know, this is making us a little uneasy. No, I don't think I'm yeah. not going to go. It would be maybe one or two games a year. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're going to see a, st a stage where you've got, you know, six, seven games in a season. But what you might see is the Premier League say, well, hang on a second, mm -hmm. we'll go over. It's also a money maker. Let's consider this. Abar in little old Iperua in Spain. It's, I love the romance of, of, I love the romance of promotion relegation. I love the fact that you've got an Abar who's got a, a, an old hospital next to the stadium and you see all these old people looking out their windows watching the game uh, in a 7,000-seater stadium yeah. that they can somehow find a way through really good recruiting, not spending money, and they survive in La Liga uh, for the last few years. Brilliant story. Yet they can make money in all of this. So if Abar are at home against Barcelona, it's a shame for the fans and those old people in the, in the hospital, but they can come here and play in a Mercedes-Benz stadium. It'll sell out because it's Barcelona, and then an Abar will profit massively because it's their home game. And I think that's the way they'll structure it. I don't think they'll take a Real Madrid or a Barcelona home game and move it to the U.S. I think it'll be a smaller team's home game right. and say to them, look, come to the U.S., you're going to make X amount of the money that we, we bring in, and you'll do really well, and you can sign a new player from that. Right. So it may work out, you know. Okay. Well, we don't want to hold you too long. No. Do you want to wrap it up with uh, with some maybe uh, an outlook uh, to this this week or the next uh, run of games? Yeah, I, or we can do whatever. I mean, the obviously we've got Columbus today. Mm -hmm. um, I know that when you sat down, this is like a really big game for us because it, it's a. I have a feeling it must be a must-win game, and and then we start looking at where we're going in the next four games. They're all going to be road games, you know, against. Uh, Orlando on the 24th, and then we've got um, got a DC run United yeah. at home yeah. at Audi Field. Now with the run that they're having with Rooney mm -hmm. and my boy Assad, um, and then you got you know we got the Colorado Rapids, and then the San Jose Earthquakes. So it's going to be a long uh, stretch of four road games. What not, do you? Yeah, not as softball as I think some people talk about, especially right, when no. we saw Wando, especially at home. 
what mm-hmm. he can do off the bench. Yeah, but they can just they get steal points from teams. This is Atlanta United. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is this team has evolved to a point where I I this is actually the most impressive aspect of the season for me is how the team has adjusted to different opposition in different ways. And now I look at the team and how how well they press, for example. Such an under like I'm looking for this team to set a trap for trap. Set a trap for Will Trap and, and pick the pocket higher up the field and just watch how Joseph Martinez gives that little look across his shoulder to Miggy and, and, and he'll say go. And he'll be the one further forward to say, right, we're going. We're all in. Right. And, and you see it sometimes with teams how a striker will press aimlessly and the rest of the, t- the pack you know, sit back. And it's always just, Vancouver trying to do a press last night. Yeah, yeah and, and Atlanta <laughs> United have bizarre. evolved in a great way in, in yeah. that sense. And away from home, the team is nearly better than it is at home because teams can't bunker. They're forced to set the agenda and go after the game in front of their right. home fans. Right. Uh, so away from home, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned in any way. And, and the, last year, the team kind of backed into the playoffs. There was a feeling that the form wasn't there heading into the Columbus game in the playoffs here at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And part of that was, I feel, that there were so many games backed up to mm-hmm. the end of the season. There were a lot of tired legs. Whereas now, I had a bye week last week. Yeah. Um, and Jeff Laurentowitz alluded to that yesterday, how it was exhausting at the end of last season. It was emotionally exhausting as well at the end of a first year, finally in a new stadium, and just couldn't get over the line. I think the team is, is set up for success this year, especially with the returning Garza, Nagby, um, Barco is still to come back in. He may feature today. Uh, so all positive signs, I yeah. think. you know, And hopefully Joseph Martinez can stay healthy, stay scoring goals, and hopefully Tata Martino still asked by journalists, why is Joseph the only one scoring? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we love about you. End us on some positivity uh, for our listeners. We are so, so grateful that you Stop. take time I'm grateful. Thanks out for having of your me. day to do this for us where can our listeners find you on twitter um and uh you know uh, where can they find you on tv uh kev underscore egan on twitter and instagram and fox sports southeast today 330 three I, i'm used to saying eastern time from being <laughs> sports i always say eastern it's time. fine this will post after the uh, game anyway yeah, so th- yeah so fox sports and and yeah hopefully we'll be on again soon and in atlanta soon we have, all have to go for a drink sometime after a game yes i agree i'm, I'm for that all it right. was great having you. Thank you so much oh, for joining cheers, us. Cheers, guys. All right, Pleasure. now let's uh, let's all hop in an Uber so we can yeah. get that rating up. Yep. Big time. Let's do <laughs> it. It's going to be under your name now. <laughs> Thanks, You guys. You guys. Do you like beer? Uh, yes. Well, I know Kelly likes beer. <laughs> Do you like breweries? Uh, yes. Well, I mean, duh, right? Right, if right. If you like beer, you have to like breweries. Yeah, I mean, it's, they, they go together. <laughs> well, they the, go to- we have an awesome, awesome 
promotion for you guys. The, the sickest promotion, guys. We part- the sickest. We have partnered with the Atlanta Beer Bus. Atlanta Beer Bus. Atlanta's only hop-on, hop-off brewery shuttle service. The only one. There is literally no other shuttle. I mean, there might be a, uh, a guy, like an Uber driver, that say he could drive you places. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know you want to get in that car. <laughs> gets kind of expensive. It does. Could smell I mean, like cigarettes. You, you don't know. Yeah, yeah no, but when you when you really consider it, you're, you're, you're riding between seven breweries, one cidery, a distillery, and even a Marta station for only $15. If you try to do that... With an Uber or a Lyft, I mean, you're paying almost $100 yeah, for the day. Yeah, and it's not advisable to try and do it yourself because if you are by yourself, that means you're drinking. Yeah. You don't want to be drinking and driving. If you're no. with a friend, you don't want to put that friend in the spot. Yeah, don't draw, do that. You don't want to draw straws and figure out, okay, well, now who only gets to, to not drink at the rest of the breweries? Obviously, Doug. Right. Doug has to. J- Doug's always yeah. a DD. Doug and, and Ben. Screw that Ben, ben guy. Gosh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, come on, guys. Avoid the expensive uh, uh, Uber and Lyft rides. Avoid, yeah. you know, driving... Having- or having to find the places on a map with or like ways. Yeah. And you know, take all the work out of it. Nobody wants to do any of that. Take all the work out of it. You could basically sit in the bus and just tweet the entire time. Yeah. Get on the bus. Or post selfies. Like Kelly said. Yeah. They go to seven breweries. Seven one breweries. cidery and a distillery and even a Marta station for only $15 a day, guys. Not only that, but you also get to hang out on the bus with the beer nerds. Like, they have guys on the bus telling you... All you want to know about every brewery you're about to go to, the beers that they're serving, and even new things that we've got coming out. I mean, who doesn't want to know that? Sit back, relax, enjoy whatever music the driver puts on. Maybe you'll learn some new songs. Yeah. Okay? Get to know a beer nerd. Despacito. Get all the knowledge ahead of time before you get to the brewery so you don't have to worry about it. You can just, just get off the drinking. bus. Start drinking. That's what this whole thing You don't have for. to get off the bus like some of these other tours and have to deal with some guy giving you the tour and the rundown. You already know. You just get the highlights. You get to know what's new. Maybe you've been to some of these breweries before. Yeah. You could just... It's Don't like worry a, about it's it. It's like a fast pass. Absolutely. For like, for like all those amusement parks. So why is this a big beer. deal? Why is this a big deal, guys? Because unrelegated listeners like you yeah. get $5 off daily $5 passes. $5 off. Dude, with, that's yeah. That's one third the price. That's a third of the price. And all you have to do is use our promo code UNREL. That's U-N-R-E-L. UNREL. You got it. UNREL. I mean, yes. it's easy to spell. And yeah. it rhymes. Yeah, and it rhymes. <laughs> and the offer is good for Fridays or Sundays only. And there's, you know, a limit. One per person. That's, I mean, that's standard. I mean, guys, only fifteen dollars a piece. Yeah. So you're taking five dollars off of that. You yeah. know, sure, you can't you, you can't go on a on a Friday and then use it on that same Sunday. Yeah, but that's you can't cool. Combine it with other offers, but that's typical. You should be getting all the yeah. breweries in on that one day, anyways. Yeah. So it shouldn't matter. So you're pound it for one day, <laughs> straight pounding. So let's recap it. <laughs> No Uber, no Lyft rides. It's only fifteen dollars per day. Beer but, nerds. But if you use the code Unrel, yeah, it's only ten bucks. Only ten dollars, guys. That's insane. So that is insane. Go to the website, pick a Friday or a Sunday, use the code, get your discount. Yeah, it's Atlanta Beer Bus, guys. ATL Beer Bus. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at at ATL Beer Bus, and you can find it at AtlantaBeerBus.com for more information, guys. Atlanta Beer Bus. Create your own beer adventure. What are you waiting for? Go do it. Me dicen que te gusta salir con tu amiga a bailar. En la disco tú te luces, tú siempre Conmigo tienes que probarte Sacude, sacude, dale mami, dale sacude 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 Sacude, sacude, dale m
guys love that? Isn't he amazing? Don't you just want to like reach through the podcast listening device that you're at right now and want to hug him? They should make stuffed uh, Kevin Egan dolls. They should. I literally wanted to hug him almost the entire time. He's adorable. Time, but I feel like and Jillian and Dan. Little... Yes. Dan bringing some hats. Yeah, he what? brought the hats out of nowhere. Dude, the hats are so fly. Bribery will get you everywhere, sir. Everywhere, Dan. Everywhere. I, I think we gotta throw. We gotta get some interviews with them next. Oh my gosh. Uh, we gotta 100%. Throw, throw them some love. And Jillian and, mm-hmm. and and just you know yeah. Get bit the whole bit, crew. But me and Jillian get a drink mimosas while we do our interviews. Oh well, together. we'll make sure we'll do it here at Hudson or something. Yeah, we gotta do that. Okay, cool. Um, so talking about the day. Oh, uh, the day leading up to the wonderful, gloriful match yeah. of Columbus. It was kind of gray out, but a little drizzly or whatever. It was. But I thought a perfect day for a tailgate, not yeah. too hot. We, so we walked over right after the. Do we want to also talk about the incident with the? I know we somewhat talked about it with. It Kevin was an interview. And, yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I obviously, and I'm just going to reiterate here, I don't do revolving doors well. Like I just don't. I am an awkward person in general. You just don't pay attention. I just don't pay attention. <laughs> I was on my phone. It's nothing to do with being awkward. I you just don't pay the fuck attention. And I just happened to not notice that the revolving door space wasn't large enough for really both me it's and Jada It's a normal Jada size fit. revolving door. And <laughs> There's nothing unusual in, about it. I went in right after him, and I didn't realize it until we were all like midway through and almost somewhat stuck. And I was, yeah. and he, the, your face. I was when you startled. Turned around, you were so startled. <laughs> I didn't know so what was startled. going on. I'm I was sorry. like, somebody trying to mug me? Like, <laughs> I was so close and I did not realize it. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was just a wonderful moment that we were all And then always you just, the utter panic you in your face. Uh, oh my God. When you realized what happened, uh, oh, it was priceless. It's, just, it's, it's, it's you were typical horrified. me. It is typical <laughs> you me. You were horrified. Uh, as, as some certain friends of mine can say, I that is a typical me move. And then you just went and got like an iced coffee drink. Like did. nothing ever happened. I know. Yeah, it didn't. It was my it was my coconut ice nothing, latte. Nothing phases you. Yeah, no, it doesn't. <laughs> but so we walked over um, after obviously having that a wonderful um, interview. Walked down to the Gulch. Yes, and it was overcast, somewhat sprinkling, but it wasn't terrible. Like yeah, it yeah. was, it was doable. Rain. We stopped by uh, the um, Elder Tree tailgate first. We did. Yeah. No. Or well, did we do that afterwards? We did that afterwards. So we stopped by the Terminus Legion. That's right. Terminus yeah, Legion. Yeah. Walked around, said hi to a lot of those people. <laughs> saw the, the infamous jersey. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the jersey because I don't know if all of you guys have seen that jersey on social media. It's our most liked post in like three months. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> it has like 300 likes on uh, Instagram or something. It's insane. Yeah. It is insane. It's wrong. Yeah. Like, it's funny, but it's... I, I would and not have made Ronald that jersey. if you know Ronald Brothers who was wearing it, you would know it's oh so right for him to it's wear so that. It's so right for him to wear <laughs> yeah. that, but it also at the same time was wrong. So the jersey <laughs> basically is the King Peach jersey, right? And it the lettering on or the, the wording it's on Escobar's the jersey. number, right? No. Oh. oh, yeah. No, it is. Yeah. It's, sorry. It's, yeah. No, 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 no. It's not Escobar's number. It says Mr. Steal Your Girl, and it's Barco's number. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Barco. Yeah. What no, did I say? Okay. Escobar. Why did I say Escobar? Yeah, and because I meant Barco. Escobar could also steal your girl. No. Have you seen him? <laughs> Have you seen oh his my girlfriend? God. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't he need doesn't to steal anyone's girl. girl. He's fine. <laughs> he has like the hottest girlfriend on the entire team. Oh man! <laughs> but no, like it's so it's it's a King Peach jersey, and it's it's the official MLS lettering and the official MLS number, and it's it's Barco's number, number eight, and it says Mister Steal Your Girl. 
And then someone else had a picture of uh, someone had a Vasquez jersey. Yeah, somebody standing next to somebody him. had a picture of a Vasquez <laughs> jersey. You naughty, naughty people. It's guys. You're so bad. I. It's I funny, it. but also no. It's don't funny because I'm not doing it. Don't, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that would be Y'all a very can do it all day thing. long. Yeah, I will judge <laughs> Gosh, from afar. Jay. <laughs> um, oh, and uh, then we hit, we hit up the the elder tree. Well, first we picked up Annabelle for uh, Mr. Uh, he, he waves yes. the faction flag in the sports section. He does, and um, he's also ATL Pizza. He's joined yeah. us on, on previous podcasts. Right, and we dragged him, him over to Elder he's Tree, yeah. and um, I had some brisket or barbecue there. And, and we some did a we did a jalapeno a, mac and cheese. A mini podcast with the home yeah. guys. And then Kevin <laughs> Kevin just puts his backpack on front facing, and yeah. just these micro just starts whipping out microphones. Oh, another huge shout out to Tim and Angie who got engaged. Yes, they did. On Friday. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. We love you guys. It was Kevin's birthday yesterday. So it was a huge weekend for all of them. Even though Kevin's sort of mad that he wasn't proposed to by Tim. He still swears he was. Yeah. It just wasn't documented. He's a little bit delusional (laughs) in that sense. Yeah. And then uh, we we hung out there for a little bit, had a good time, walked by 503, which always has good music. Oh my God. Those Um, guys are so wonderful. They're always rocking it out. They they got uh, they had, like cheerleaders this time like pom poms. I know, and stuff. right? I was like, oh, a full like di- like choreographed dances. It's getting official. Yes. And then we went back. I, I ran into Chris Myrontooth. He's been doing a lot of traveling. He's back in town, so that was cool to yes. see him. Yes. So Yosef was at the game. I mean, we we I mean, obviously we, we sit in different sections. So I was with the supporters again this game. I sat with the Praseros with sombreros boys. Uh, and they got a really awesome photo of me with a bracero on, a sombrero on it, on my head, mm-hmm. walking into Mercedes, and it's like one of my favorite photos now. But uh, so I was with the supporter section in this game, but you were you were in club again, right? Yeah, I brought Christian Mills with me, um, and he's uh, he's got a podcast called Mills and Friends now on the Home Before Dark Network. I think his second episode just came out, uh, where he just hangs out with friends and yeah. just talks about friendship, uh, and uh, showed him how to do the deli challenge, which was adorable. And I still uh, I still have not. 100% figure it out. Like, I, I know the shapes of your hands, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know how to flip it. Or, or we're doing this right now. Okay, so it's like, Do it's the, okay. this. Okay, symbol. Push that. that. Yeah, like that. There you go. And then I flip it over. Yep. Like that. Yeah. And I did, did it. it. Oh, wow. So I'm Boom. just going to hold my hand like this for the next uh, hour so I can <laughs> well, make sure I can do this after. just imagine you make it okay, and then you just push your okay up. I would have never. I watched. Uh. I can't tell you how many times I watched that video trying to figure out how to do it. Yeah, it took me like 30 tries. And then people started releasing YouTube videos after of I Of like how to do it, it right. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Ridiculous. And then um, we had uh, Joseph Samuel uh, is in our section. We really see him. He's a busy guy. But he uh, came by and watched the game. And that was cool to be able to high five. Um, do we sir, need pencils? Sir, we are not. What? Uh, sir, we are not, not with trivia, we're sir. We're not playing trivia. <laughs> We're recording a podcast. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we were just asked for pencils. <laughs> very strange. So, very strange. I was very confused with that. There's like a man literally on a microphone across the other side of the room doing, doing trivia. Doing trivia right And now. he comes over to us asking for pencils. And asking for pencils because People we're definitely amazing. the one speaking right now. Go humanity. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so anyways, we got the high five Yosef Samuel bunch. He's uh, the greatest. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was very cool. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. And then, okay, so let's let's talk about the game itself because I know that's what people tune in for. They want to hear about the game. They don't want to hear about me getting soaked with beer because that... That happens every game anyways. It happens every game anyways, except for this game particularly. I saw le- people legitimately throw full cups of beer directly at me. Yeah. So it was very purposeful, this game. Yeah. 
uh, which is super fun for everybody else except for me. Yeah, I think people have a lot of rage inside, yeah. and they, they just, just like, conserve beers to throw at people. Yeah, they're like, God, that girl, she can't fit into a fucking revolving door. Let's just throw a beer at her. I feel like if that happened in Philadelphia, people get their faces knocked in. You know what I mean? Like if you did yeah. that in the wrong, in like That's NY or in New York, in New York City, like if yeah. people try to do that in the supporter section Don't, where they just bean people purposely yeah, instead, instead of be, celebratory. I could be like, I could be super legit and like, <laughs> like get mad and stuff, yeah. but I don't. I don't at all. I just say I accept it. I, I accept it's that I'm going to end up smelling like beer at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the lineup came out. Obviously, the only thing that changed was that they put Escobar into the lineup mm-hmm. again uh, after his suspension. He's back, and, baby. Yeah, and then they put uh, the Larry Remedy uh, in the midfield. Which I think, if, for the time being, it will be really interesting when we uh, go down further later with the idea of bringing Nagby back into the lineup. But I think Lair and Remedy right now are killing it. Yeah. And uh, I really love the Gressel-Escobar partnership right. and what they're doing. Uh, I really see how purposeful it, it's starting to flow more when you see yeah. Escobar go up and Gressel will fall back and vice versa the interchange and the communication between the two mm-hmm. defensively right when um, you, just, you could just see them talking to each other and pointing and pointing out guys who they're going to mark and stuff like that I really it, I really it like should really that. make the rest of MLS somewhat worried that we're getting so comfortable right now yeah well, and with like our team and with the people that are on the pitch the and key it, to playoff teams and successful MLS Cup teams is getting hot at the right time right and, and we are we are we are slowly what starting a game, to guys. Oh, absolutely. To, we, this was so pivotal that we got this win. Oh, it was and, a, absolutely was. And boy, did we! And that let Joseph goal was ridiculous. Left footed. Left footed. But it couldn't happen without Gressel because Gressel made that awesome oh tackle God. where he intercepted the pass. Yes. And then make, continued to make that run to the yes. right and draw the defenders. But the skill oh, for Joseph to be able to switch it to his left like that and oh, get the defender off brilliant. kilter. And then and then hook it in was just crazy. That just reminds me of the article that Felipe Cardenas did with the Athletic when he was talking to both Miggy and Joseph, uh, Joseph, and they were talking about who has the better weak foot. And Miggy's like, "Oh, Joseph, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, Joseph." Yeah, which is super interesting because we did see Miggy take a shot this game with his right foot. I know people freaked out on Twitter. They're I like, know oh, he did like, it. Oh my God, he's shooting with his right foot. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, but no, jo- Joseph's Joseph's first goal was first off was outside of the box. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll have some um, stats. Interesting stats yeah, yeah, later yeah. about that stuff too. Uh, especially, um, we'll get into you know how many goals he scored on which foot and that sort of stuff. But his celebration to me was was somewhat unusual to what he typically was, and I didn't actually notice until you pointed it out to me later from what you had read. But it it was in a celebration for his pregnant aunt who lives with him and who's actually expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He so put I the thought that was super wonderful. The shirt did that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, I think some people at first were like, "What? What's going on? <laughs> who do you get pregnant? Who's, who's, who <laughs> who's <do> pregos? <laughs> who's got the next golden boot?" Gold child. Oh, man. Yeah, no. I thought that was a super wonderful sentiment uh, for him to have and for him to show. Funny thing about uh, the Tito goal, though. Before oh, we talk we're about going that. to Tito goal. Because when the substitution was made and Gressel was brought out yes. and, and uh, Escobar was brought in. You're not Escobar. Always, Why do I keep saying Escobar? I don't know. Barco. You're, al- you're, you're normally always so mad when anybody takes Gressel out of the game. Well, I... I felt like he was playing so consistently. Right. And I knew this would happen. Like, I knew it was going to happen. I talked about this. <laughs> but I, you didn't want to believe knew that it. T- I knew that Tito would get put on the right and that this was probably going to happen. But when he got taken out, I was frustrated because, like, up leading up to that point or soon after, you know, Tito likes to try things. And he was unsuccessful a number of times trying to take on more, like, two or three defenders, 
when I thought he had a pass or making an errant pass, and I was just getting frustrated with him. And so I was like, oh, why did you put – and as I'm yelling that, like, in the club section, uh, Tito makes his run. Larry releases him, yeah. right? And, uh, and he takes off and does his little salmon Do swim, right? Does salmon <laughs> swim. I was like – I remember re-watching that with you and be like, it feels like he's doing, like, a little salmon upstream dance. And it, it, it literally, when you watch him, it looks like he's doing a little yeah. salmon upstream dance. Swim between yeah. those defenders like they were rocks. Like yeah, right by him. Uh, interesting factoid, though, about the uh, Tito goal is that Larry was the one that released the long ball to him in which Tito took advantage. And off of that Larry long ball uh, was the uh, supposed handball from Larry in the box. Um, so I think it was Iguain that was uh, trying to make a cross in the box and Larry in my opinion had it ha- had his hand in a natural position and was trying to move it out of the way There's no opinion about it it was yeah. a fact I mean it's, it it's, was natural it was ball to hand this is the kind of stuff that I feel like might have gotten called before the World Cup but now right. uh, and Marufo got this one right I mean Marufo frustrated me uh, I know that uh, I've listened to Jason Longshore and they've talked about how he did a great job and all this and I disagree I think there were calls where that should have been yellow cards. I thought that Miggy got completely mugged in midfield. Oh, I did remember that earlier one, yeah. in the game, and and uh, it was cynical and it was inconsistent in who he handed out cards to mm-hmm. early in the game. Maybe it was more consistent at the end of the game, but either way, I thought Marufo could have done a better job. I don't think he was so great that everybody's saying uh, that he right. did a great job. Like, no, fuck no, he can do, he could do better. Uh, there's always, but, there's but always did, room to get better. He did he, that was a correct call, and he even said or motion that. That was arms yeah. down by the side, and of course Columbus and Ewing anyway, they complained about it, but uh, no VAR called no. after that goal. No. Uh, and anyways, Tito was, was on. I mean, that was all Tito anyways. So that I don't. Was perfect. Was I don't know how they would have called that all the way back right. to that Larry handball. Right. That would have right. been crazy. But like, it, it, the, way the stadium would have gone insane. Oh my god, we would have freaking lost it. We yeah. would have lost it. But it wasn't all uh, amazingness. I mean, we they we played a game. This is typical against Columbus. They they they're very disciplined. It's a it's a fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a lot of talent. They know what they're doing, and we I mean, had uh, we had some space open up. We and did. They, that's all they need to take a team that's as good yeah, as they are. That's all they need to take advantage of it. You can't leave Zardes, as Dan Gargan says, naked. <laughs> In the middle of the field. <laughs> I, I love how you love that I, comment so much. I wonder because it, I think he was trying to say something else. Because obviously Zardes is not naked. He's because not that physically would, naked. That would mean that like that that it makes no if you if you think about it it makes no sense right to say that he's standing there naked right in the middle of the field right yes it's it's hilarious I wonder if Dan Gardner would have that callback but I think it's perfect it's such a it's a, a, a hilarious I to think, me. I think. And then, uh, he, and then Zardes just, that's all he needed to, to put his foot in the ball and put it at the it's bottom of the net. It's just to be net. naked. Yeah. All he needed was to be naked. Yeah. yeah. He should have done, he should have been naked more often. Yeah. You Free can't yourself, just, you can't just leave a, uh, Free yourself. You just can't leave a forward like that standing naked. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all man. know what he meant, though, was that he was unmarked. Right. He was, he, he obviously, and you've got Parkhurst there trying to decide whether to close the space between both Zardes and Iguain or just completely cover Zardes. And he's got and a stick in the middle. He's got a stick. You can't yeah. do that. You can't yeah. leave Parky depending uh, depending on whether he's got to move towards Iguain or away from Iguain. Yeah, it's like a midfield got caught in transition, and it's something that you know they'll look at and they'll have to work on. But yeah. um, overall, you know, not important because uh, Miggy finally uh, cracked his nut again. Mig, yeah, and McCann making a, actually a very important key interception. Yes, and and basically crossing our own half 
um, across their own penalty box yep. and then making a pass all the way up to Tito. Mm -hmm. Kind of similar how it broke out with Tito's goal when Larry right. got it all the way up to Tito and then yeah. just Tito burning people that I late honestly, stage. Honestly, when I saw Tito get the ball, I was like, oh, Tito's going to make another run for yeah. it. And then he slotted a perfect, perfect pass to Joseph. And, you know, at one of those points of time, uh, we had just uh, maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes uh, earlier saw Joseph had that header that hit the frame, right. which could have broken. I mean, he's already that would equaled, equaled the uh, yeah, he 27. He would have broken the record, yeah. which would have been insane for him to get that with his home crowd. And here you are, he's sitting with a perfect pass, perfect pass to Joseph, and he lays it off to Miggy. Yeah. That, to me, is 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 epitome of Joseph is that he is so concentrated in the game about winning as a team. And he and says that. He doesn't care about the goal record. And he, that just it, makes me love him more. It's more about winning yeah. and uh, the perfect, perfect fusion yes. uh, celebration afterwards. It was, it was afterwards. sweet spot. That yeah. is like one of the spots, particularly I remember somebody saying that. That, that's that was like me. A, that was you. Yeah. Oh, you I were tweeted the one that said sweet yeah, spot? I, I tweeted that Tito Football's uh, article talked about, when they were talking about uh, will he score, is he meeting his XG and his XA, and he you was know, blowing. You know, I guess whenever, like, quality tweets come out, I don't always <laughs> assume it's from no, you. I'm, I'm, I'm quantity <laughs> over quality. Everybody knows that. And uh, I was I tweeted that uh, it reminded me of Tito's article because in his article he talked about sort of where his uh, different sweet spots were in right. terms of shooting. Right. And that sort of 18-yard, 20-yard uh, range is right there, and and from that location, mm -hmm. he's now um, uh, I think he's now outperforming his XG he is outperforming. Uh, from shots from that range and from that distance. So this is a good marker for things to come. I think it's going to open up the floodgates. You do, yeah. You think it's going to open it up? I said this before. If he could score a goal in Columbus, I think it's going to really open things up. Well, Tata apparently agrees with you because he said in the post-match press conference that I think he's going to be much calmer from this point on. I think he's been suffering a little bit from not being able to score, but I think he's going to be calm and it's going to help us as we move forward. So How can it Tata's, not? Tata's on your, on your side. Just get that release, baby. Woo! <laughs> as Joseph was talking about, sometimes uh, scoring is just about making love to your woman and you do it with love. Maggie just needed to get laid on the pitch. Uh, <laughs> so Barco was off the bench, uh, yes, was we alluded to earlier, uh, talking about Gressel. Um, the reception when Barco came on the field yeah. was wonderful for my fans, was, and I absolutely love that. It's because 95% of the people do not know what happened. <laughs> I swear they don't. I talk to people, and a lot of people don't have any idea. We just had a lady come up to us before we started recording asking what the deal was with yeah, Barco. Yeah, and we she was like, very nosy. Well, this is what happened. She was very. She was like, but who and what was said? And we're like, I don't know. I can't tell you these things. If you're, if you're listening, you were being very nosy. But we understand because that's <laughs> what people want to know. People want to know. People want to know. And uh, we did not give her anything that seemed to uh, make her satisfied. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Because <laughs> she kept answer. standing there trying to get more Oh, you mean they us. didn't have sex <laughs> or something? And I was I like, I don't know this what? answer, lady. I'm sorry. <sighs> by the way, please leave us an iTunes review. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, by the way, but because okay, well, first off, Barker came on the bench, but at the same time, you were complaining about this because you didn't want Gressel to come off. I didn't, uh, but that was that was mainly because I wanted him to stay on the right, and I thought Tito could come off, which right. is, of course, in hindsight, ludicrous. But in the in the moment of the match, right? You're when you're seeing what you're seeing and you're feeling what you're feeling, and I was like, well, at the time, I just was also, like, Gressel's I was just your main man. I was just no, I just I was frustrated with Tito more yeah. than anything else at the time. But it was just that's why he is. T st I mean. Talent-wise, he's he is above Gressel because he does try those things, yeah. and he he and and when it does come off, you see what can happen. Yeah. 
and that's the di difference maker because Gressel cannot make that run. It's just yeah. never going to happen. It's He's going to gas out. I mean, but you know what Gressel can do? Gressel only can, thing. Yeah, Gressel can still make a, a pinpoint pass. I mean, yeah. when you think when you think about our team, when you think about the depth that we have and the the, the, the fact that we get a choice between whether we have Tito or Gressel is somewhat sort of absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. and I love it. And Gressel's still one of the most cons other than Joseph, one of the oh most consistent gosh. players on the team. One hundred percent consistent, and I love it. Um, um, and then so a little more inconsistent though is LGP. Yeah. <laughs> Not you know, his best has, game. He has some risky, risky plays. Did you see his run all the way to the end line, and then he got toppled over? Like yes, I saw that. But did not. He, but did he not gra get a get a yeah, free, yeah. yeah free kick yeah. free kick yeah. So you gotta like realize. I mean, I understand that it's a risky play, obviously for a for, I didn't for mind a that play. That was fine. He had cover. It's yeah. when he gives away the ball in his own half. Yeah, that's when I have a problem. And that 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 happened a couple of times where if Columbus had been more precise, right. Um, they, they could have punished us. They that. could have punished us. Um, yeah. I think it will be a, a not that this is weighing in because he's an absolute professional, but I, I think it will be uh, a little bit easier for him to focus when the child is born. You think that's related? Because this is just how he's always been to me. I don't. I, I mean, he, he's he shows been, inconsistency, but I don't think he's always been a risk taker, and that yeah. means that things like that will happen. Yeah. Where that it, someone who is more risk prone, who right. is is going to do things uh -huh. that will. Out, have outcomes sometimes that you don't like. But I, there's a risk-reward system, and the reward yeah. is typically higher, much right. higher with him. Uh, I'm sorry. The reward is much higher than, the, than, than what but you... But I would, I would rather a risk-taking LGP than a, than a... I'm not saying you should change. I'm just saying that I think he needs to clean it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like a little less, little less giveaways, little less you giveaways. know, 30 yards out from our own goal, you know. Oh, okay. That sort of stuff. All right. Yeah. Let me let me uh, message him right now and let him know that that's how you feel about it. Please, please yeah, do. Yeah, I will. I yeah. will. I'll, I'll make a direct message to him. Right Thank now. you. I appreciate. Wish it. him the best of luck and tell his wife to have a baby before we go to Orlando or after. I mean, it's the name of the game. You're not going to get it's, it's with anything, right? I mean, if you want, if you had a more conservative LGP, you may yeah. not get those passes. But at the same time, you're not going to get the runs, creating other chances. You're not going to get those tackles, right? Uh, that save our ass oh on a number God, of occasions. Those tackles. So you know, that's it, it is me, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather have a risky LGP and him have, like, one bad game every seven. He didn't even have a bad game. It just wasn't his best. Yeah. yeah. But it's still – I mean, we, we, we expect such high things from LGP, and we expect the, the, the quality of defender that we get from most games. It's just, like, sometimes when he doesn't perform up to what we know he can, then it's considered a If he a bad wants game. to be captain next year. I whoa. Think, whoa, I think he's whoa, clean, whoa. He's just got to clean up I a couple things. I think he's already things. earned it. Clean up a couple things. But anyways, we got to move on. We've talked way too much about LGP. <laughs> um, so one of the other interesting things, we saw more game management. Yes, uh, we did. Some people may call it delay tactics. Uh, Guzan got a uh, yellow. Tito got a yellow. Um, well, Tito also took, like, what I think was really interesting because uh, Jason Longstory said that he basically took, like, a victory lap yeah. when he was uh, coming off the field. And that that kind of was you know, deservedly a yellow. And then the same with Brad Guzan. this Guzan. is stuff we wouldn't see before. Yeah, no, Brad Guzan also, like, uh, went over to talk to McCann when he had the ball, came back, re uh, positioned the ball, and then went up I and I mean, it was far less egregious than like, what we saw with Seattle or, oh, or even Toronto at times. Absolutely, I think it's just... Who got no yellow cards, by the no, way. No, I think it's also, it's like a... It's an unexpected thing from Atlanta United, the whole um, of trying of, of wasting minutes, and I think it's... It, well, <laughs> last week, Tata Benamo and the delayed tactics, like we've seen with Seattle and Toronto, he's talked about it before, uh, takes away from the game. 
Yet, late in this game, we saw Atlanta United employ some of the more visible, quote-unquote, game management, as they would call it. Uh, Barco was, uh, said that he was instructed, of course, to come on and manage the game before coming onto the field. Um, those types of things are normal, right? right. Uh, but from Doug Robertson uh, of the AJC, he said in a post-match uh, interview, Tata said that, I think what we tried to do was take the rhythm out of the game. Once we scored the third goal, we tried to break uh, the rhythm. Columbus is a team that because of the nobleness and quality of the opponent, and you can really tell that he over really, the last week, really they really have a lot of respect. Columbus, yeah. One of his favorite teams. Even when he first came to the league, he talked about he him. Talked that about he was Columbus. one of the teams he watched yeah. the most. That maybe, quote unquote, that maybe they didn't deserve to have the game broken up like that. But it's something we weren't able to do in some of the previous games. In that sense, it was important to us. They are a very quality team. So you can tell it he hurts him. He loves Burhalter. He knows he's got to do this stuff at the same time. Like he, 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 he like a part of him hates doing it. Yes. Yeah. And Guzan and even had a quote about it too. Yeah, and I think Greg and Tata completely understand and adore each other. And it's always an interesting game whenever we play Columbus because we know that Columbus isn't going to sit in bunker like certain teams. Yeah, They're they can't play. The, yeah, and I I love nothing more than a team coming in to Mercedes ready to play. Yeah. They're always a challenge. A They're always that team that you know they could nick, nick one against oh, you. Oh, for sure. But if we have, but we have the star power and we have the special. Play the thing, the play creators, yeah, that can create things out of nothing, like the Tito goal, right? For example, and that's right. the difference maker between us and a Columbus, right? And Guzan, when it, when it came to the whole sort of delaying tactics, he said it's not delaying tactics; it's more savviness managing a game. I think it's important for us, especially late on when we are winning games, not necessarily to delay or stall the game, <laughs> but to have a better understanding, I love or the better spin. savviness <laughs> about us and managing the game. I love the spin. Yeah, spin it's away. Spin. I, yeah. I wasn't delaying the game. I was managing the game. Yeah. yeah. Complete different different tactic here. <laughs> different tactic. Uh, which, in, in regards, um, Guzan's managing of the game got him a yellow. Yeah. Yeah, there we were a bunch of yellow cards in the end, uh, and then Miggy was just lost his head for a minute yeah. uh, when he got his. And uh, according to MLS media notes, Miggy has four yellow cards. Although there's some debate online if people actually like look at the the, the game, number of games played and number of matches that he had good behavior. They some people say that he should be on three cards, but the official word is he's now on four. Um, yeah, I'm pulling up the other thing that Mike Conti said because I don't think it pulled into our notes for some reason. Yeah. Um, but it also said uh, in regards to Miggy's stuff, it said, according to what MLS gives the media, these uh, Atlanta United players, and I'm going to list them in a second, are now suspended on their next yellow card. Parkhurst, Almiron, and McCann. Yeah. McCann was always riding that line. Right. Um, and Parky's now riding it also. Yeah. Same with Almiron. So yeah. They've really got to watch what they do in Orlando because... Yeah, we don't exactly have the greatest defensive depth at the moment. So no, we don't. And we, we cannot just, yeah. lose Parkers or McCann yeah. at all. Um, at T. Uh, Gwin, uh, G-E-W-I-N, on Twitter says, Continued proof that spending big on attackers is not an excuse for bad defense. Atlanta United now has the most goals in MLS at 53, the third fewest goals allowed at 29, and only the New York Red Bulls with 25 allowed and Sounders 26 allowed have allowed fewer. Uh, yeah. 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 Look yeah. at that. We got defense. We got defense, y'all. People like are like oh we like these goals yeah I think yeah. letting in late goals is one thing where we can't come yes, back but we're not like letting true. in loads of goals we're Correct. not, leak, not leaky a, defense there's a difference between um, falling asleep in the last few 
few, few Which we minutes. did not do, by the way, this time. We, didn't, we, we didn't. let an early goal in the second half. Yeah. Gave us time. Gave us time. We fell asleep early, and then we woke straight up. Better to do that. <laughs> Better to do that. Do it that way. We got time to, we yeah. got time to bring it back. But, uh, it, you know, this whole discussion about us having a bad defense is sort of outdated. It's 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 a Honestly, it's a trash take, in my opinion. So it's what it is. Um, speaking of trash takes, Tito's goal is not up for goal of the I week. I know. How stupid is that? We know why, right? Because Joseph tied the his right. goal. Tie that, and I feel like that put it over the top for MLS. Right. right. But really, Tito. I mean, one of the best team, like one of the best goals. Yeah. This year by in Atlanta by a player because it was and it was a sole effort. It was great. It was a great ran, run. The guy ran seventy yards. Yeah. You know, who knows how much it was across the field? And but. Se- and and uh, slotted it in a very weird angle. Like yeah. it was just. Joseph was in the passenger seat, just watching. Just who just stood there and watched? Because what can you do, you other than just stand there and watch? It was just so well yeah. done. Either way, uh, go vote. Yeah, go do vote your for thing Joseph. At United. And, it's uh, Joseph, guys. Come on. And while you while you uh, go vote and pull that up, we'll go Let's through some Joseph stats. Joseph stats. There's so many. Bow, 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 bow. Uh, for Paul Carr on Twitter, the latest goal by Joseph from 16 yards out is his second longest of the season. Which, by the way, I was standing with a huge group of guys, and we had this full discussion about how that was probably one of Joseph's best goal this year. Yeah. No, I think it was, it was his beautiful. best goal. I think Beautiful goal. Well, I have to go look back. He has a lot of goals, guys. 27. So He's got a stupid amount <laughs> of goals. It's tough to say who's best. Correct. Because um, uh, nine of those are headers. Right. Uh, just inside uh, the 18-yard box. So all 27 goals he scored, he scored inside the box. That one was the closest to being outside the box as it's going to get. And for perspective, Bradley Wright Phillips' 27 goals from 2014 were all inside the box except for one. Except so, for one. So almost identical and that's why I kept saying, like, BWP was the OG. Right, he's the OG. Joseph Martinez. Yeah, like, he was sure. the guy doing it a few years ago. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And so uh, he's had 27 goals and 25 games. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, and he's tied all-time season goal-scoring record. Guys, 27 goals in 25 games. That's 46 goals in two seasons, guys. Oh, my God. That's, and he's also, also, that's MLS, also unmatched. No, Yeah, so that's the MLS record for most goals in a single season, which is 27. And Joseph has nine games. Nine games to go, guys. He's got nine more games to continue the goal-scoring run. That's insane to me. Yeah, that he's, is insane. he's now scored 13 goals in eight straight matches and is just one shy of time Larry's record of nine consecutive matches scored in MLS. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so he's definitely going to break I think he'll break. I think he'll break it. Two more. Yeah. That's all he needs is two more to break it. Well, Doug Robertson and Orlando is a great place to. You know, they're oh, leaky. I'm leaky so as all get out. For it. We'll talk about that. But. So uh, Doug Robertson uh, has said that Martinez has six goals with his right foot. He has six with his left foot, and he has nine with his head, including six PKs. It's ridiculous. The, that's the, so. That's that he's show you the versatility. Basically. Yeah, yeah. He can score with anything. It doesn't matter. Except for his hands. Yeah. <laughs> Scored with his face. <laughs> he did score with his face against Columbus. He <laughs> no. broke his nose. Oh, my goodness, guys. Hey, we, we, we keep seeing Mike Conti tweet out so many yeah. stats after games. We're giving him his, his own uh, corner. Mike Conti's and, corner. And apologies. I'll have to give a nod to Five Strike Final because they have, they have a lot of corners, too. They have, they have a bunch of segments called corners. Corners, whatever. So uh, maybe, maybe we'll just call it. Um, uh, Mike Conti's shed. <laughs> <laughs> Conti's shed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like the shed in the back of the house that you like have to go to often for your tools. Mike Conti's treasure chest. Treasure chest. There you go. That's so much better yeah. than a shed. Sorry, okay. Mike Conti. He's constantly which, tweeting good w- nuggets. Right. So. Which, by the way, you can follow him on Twitter, and I would a hundred percent suggest because he just 
puts out these like gold nuggets like all the time. So he's at at Mike Conti nine two nine. Yar, do it. Yar. Atlanta uh, <laughs> United. Treasure chest. Yar. So uh, stat number one, Atlanta United are now nine zero and one in matches following a game in which they drop points. Very oh, wow. comforting for this playoff yes. run because if we do drop points, you know we're going to get them right back. Yeah. In this so game. speaking of dropping points. Um, these are the matches remaining against teams currently above the playoff line. So that means the following teams will be playing this many teams above the playoff line, which means that they're harder competition, right? So Atlanta United have two games against two opponents who are above the playoff line as it sits right now. The New York Red Bulls have four games against opponents who are above the playoff line. You've got NYC FC also at four teams who are against the playoff line. They've still got to play. And then you've got FC Dallas with three teams who are above the playoff line. So when it sits between these four teams, uh, us, the New York Red Bulls, NYC FC, and FC Dallas, we are the only team in that, that pool that are playing only less than less, three. Less than three. Yeah. For It'll people the play, uh, over the playoff line. Yes. Over the playoff line. Which, mind you, I'm just going to say that MLS has been the weirdest thing as of lately, so that's not always a sure bet, but in my mind, it's a sure bet. Well, we know, because you have us being undefeated the rest yeah, of the season. Yeah, pretty much. Atlanta United is now on pace for 21 wins, which would be an MLS record in the non-shootout era. Also yes. <laughs> interesting. Yes, and um, then also interesting is Atlanta United is also on pace to finish with a, with a plus 33 goal differential, which will be the third best all time. Bam. Bam. Just to give you some perspective, guys, uh, Mike Conti tweeted that uh, Joseph's 27 goals. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, he scored 27 himself. Himself. Okay? Himself. Colorado Rapids. As a team, have 31 goals. <laughs> okay, this is a handful more. Seattle, 31, and Columbus Crew actually only have 32 goals scored as a team. As a team, he, he could very well end up finishing he could be with his own more MLS goals team. this season than a, than an MLS team. Correct. Yeah, that's and that wild. would be amazing. It'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I remember somebody tweeting out that uh, Joseph is lagging in the Golden Boot race from uh, Seattle by you know. <laughs> Four, four. Yeah, Seattle's gonna get that golden boot, man. You gotta catch <laughs> they up. They are gotta catch up, Joseph. What are you doing, man? So Atlanta now, Atlanta United are now eight, three and three against clubs currently above the playoff line, and are six, one and two against Eastern Conference playoff teams. So yeah, to put that back in perspective, those two teams uh, that we play, which is one is the Red Bulls, yes, and, and Toronto, and Toronto. So that uh, Toronto's that our last statistically, match. Statistically, that puts us in good stead. It does. Yeah, and that that. Not only is the shared destiny thing going to be a, a huge factor in the New York Red Bulls game, and that's going to be uh, honestly the. I want the, it to not even matter. We should get so many I, points. I agree with you. That the, like we could be able to lose against them, and it wouldn't even fucking phase us because we have because so many gonna points. Because we're going to not lose a game for the rest of the season. <laughs> and then the last game that we play against Toronto is also a huge game because that's going to be up in yeah. Toronto, and that's a, that's a must win also for us. Uh, other other interesting tweets. Uh, Felipe Cardenas of the Athletic tweeted that. Yeah, he, let's talk about this one. Yeah, after the game, he ran into a very happy Miguel Amaron in the locker room and said to him, uh, "Te seguriste la sal," and he replied exuberantly, "Si." Uh, so what does to, that mean? He explained it. He said, uh, uh, "Sacudir la sal" means with sacudir meaning to shake in Spanish. And right. when players in South America stop scoring or go through a bad stretch, they are said to be salted. So basically, when they score, they're shaking off the salt. And they'll usually let right. you know 
by the celebration, as you saw with Almarone taking off his shirt. Right. Clearly, he uh, he uh, he was shook shaking off the, off the salt. Yeah. So the salt was a shirt, and he just shaking. <laughs> That's right. He was shaking it like a salt shaker, which we all know in Atlanta is a very prominent song. Yeah. By a certain the, but, yeah. by a certain outcast group. That's the remix. <laughs> shake it like a salt shaker. I'm just saying. <laughs> shake it, shake, shake, shake. Yeah, it like a Polaroid picture. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I thought you were got joking. It wrong. I, no, I legitimately it, thought it was. A, oh, wow. And you're giving me dirty looks so about about not knowing a Dolly this. Parton song. Give me a break. Uh, it's Jolene. <laughs> the song was Jolene. Everybody knows Jolene. I know that you said Jolene, but I didn't put it uh, two, two, two together. Uh, uh, plus, that meme is so tired, anyways. Meh. Um, extended thoughts. Uh, will Joseph break the record in yes. Orlando? Yeah, I think I uh, think that's 100%. a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. I don't even think it's up for debate. I think. I think the way in which he scores it will be interesting. With his butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only place he has not scored one yet. That's right. Yeah. So he needs to. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, um, and then, what are your score thoughts? Score with your dick. That would be sweet. Wow. Just a dick goal. I am not <laughs> responding to this at all. I'm gonna completely pass on that. Passing on it. Changing the subject. Uh, and then, uh, what do we? You think? know, you wouldn't be if I'm, he did it. If he scored not, with his dick, the I'm next not, podcast. I'm not ants, no, the next I'm not podcast, talking about this. You would be talking, talking twenty about minutes about it. I'm not. No, no. Um, so what will happen? Uh, do you think when, when Nagby comes back, what do you think is going to happen? I think Nagby is going to have to get used to sitting on the bench. Pivot. Yeah. I think he's going to have to get used to sitting on the bench because um, Rometty is just on fire. Rometty is on fire. They're just getting used to his play style, and right. I think that maybe that's part of the issue that happened with the goal is maybe it was a communication issue or something or just right. a different style of play. I don't know. But I, think, I think taking away Jeff from Rometty right now would be would not be a smart idea. I think Nagby is going to come in f- like maybe for Jeff uh, when he needs a break right. um, or something of that nature. Right. But otherwise – Keep I think Gressel's going to be on the bench a, a lot more yeah. with Barco coming back. I think Barco's going to play. I think he may start in Orlando. I don't think he's physically minutes ready. I don't know why he said it. He said he was in an interview. He says, I'm, I could have gone 90 minutes. I'm 90 minutes fit and ready to go. Barco said that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In an of interview. course Barco would say that. I don't know why you don't think he's match fit. They, they've been, I don't he's, think he's match fit. Why? Do you know what? Do you know, match fit. Yeah, I don't even my match fit. He just, he just played. Yeah. He's been training. He's been playing. Ninety minutes match fit. No. So what does he play? Let me let me ask you. If he played fifteen minutes this game and then fifteen minutes the next game and then fifteen minutes the next game, would then he be match fit? Does it have to be fifty? Is he getting match fit by playing fifteen minute bursts once Look, a week? Okay, he can start, but he's going to end up being subbed off because he's going to be end up being tired. He hasn't played a full ninety minutes. Yeah, that's how for works. three games. But he's been training for for weeks. He hasn't been injured. That's fine. He hasn't ta- he's never been on the couch. I understand what you're saying, but there's a difference. There's a difference between playing 90 minutes and not playing 90 minutes. I don't think you know what you're talking about. Okay. Fine. I I don't know what I'm talking about. I think you're crazy. I don't think he starts. I think he starts. I think we we have a good enough system right now. If he doesn't start, it's not because of match fitness. That's a bunch of nonsense. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Then it's not about match fitness. That's a bunch of made up coach talk. Like, like, what are you out in the field coaching your U12s? You're like, you're not match fit enough. You've been on the... You've been on the you've been on the bench. You've been playing Jay, enough matches. I love you so much. <laughs> oh. Coach speak. Nonsense. I don't think he starts. Okay. That's my opinion. I that's fine. Fine. I'm fine with your opinion fine. of him not starting. I just think your reasoning for it. Is that much it? 
<laughs> it's, it's weird. I'm gonna keep mumbling out of my room. I don't know where you're coming up with this. He'll be match fit if he play if he if he plays a solid amount of minutes, but he don't think he's. I just don't think he's in it. Yeah. Just my opinion. You're, I think I'm you're just pulling this out of your pocket. No, I'm allowed opinion. <laughs> I'm allowed opinions. Jay. Remember when we started this thing? We said two people with opinions, and we're gonna. I get my own opinions. You can. You I can, haven't shut your mic off. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. You've done it before, sir. Those days are over. I'm a new man. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're laughing at that. Listen, we gotta take a break, and then uh, we're gonna get into you. Uh, you, where we at? We'll be. It will be very interesting if I'm, I'm still here after the break <laughs> is over. Well, we'll see if Kelly's match fit enough to make it to the end of this podcast. <laughs> after this, guys. match fit ready to play and i have not been excluded from starting 11 you're all welcome she just drank 17 red bulls so yeah. I'm, all, <laughs> I'm all hyped up a mountain dew <laughs> so um uh, we're coming we're going straight into it guys yeah. it's the segment yo where are we at what's our uh, current rank Eastern our current Conference. rank um everyone i'm glad to let you all know <laughs> that we are back in first because everyone's computers are down right now they're and they all need to yeah know. they're all down they need to listening to us to we find are number out. numero uno oh thank god I numero thought, thought maybe something happened well, between yesterday and yeah today. gosh <laughs> Woo! could you imagine so we are sitting in the eastern conference right now at 51 points we've got new york red bulls right behind us at 48 and then we've got nycfc also uh right behind them at 47 with columbus City in fourth at 39 and this is where i take issue with doug robertson writing an article saying we're in control of our destiny because technically speaking if new york red bulls uh, they have one less match play than us so if they win their next match Right. Again, They're in with one win, destiny. they'll have Correct. control again. So I don't right. understand how this fucking thing works. So we're Everybody, tied. Somebody explain I, this I to don't, me. I don't even know either. Yeah. So we're tied right now with New York Red Bulls on wins because we're both at 15, even though we're at 25 matches played and they're at 24. So yeah, technically, they, yeah. there's a good shot that they could go further than beyond. But w- what we should all be hoping for is is it honestly in my opinion with the derby coming up between uh, NYCFC Hudson and New York River Red Bulls? Derby. I want NYCFC to win. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't care if they get the points. I want NYCFC to win because they are at the same amount of uh, matches played right now as us with one less win. Yeah. And so I want them to win this. I talked. Uh, I tweeted with Jimmy Vance, uh, ATL Soccer 929, about that because he said, oh, it would be perfect if they got to drew each other. And I said, you know what? 
I'm not worried about NYCFC. I think they're looking at how they're playing right now right. with uh, their new coach, I just think there's some issues going on. Yeah. David Villa still not fully fit. No. Nope. I think they're going to fall away. Mm-hmm. And I think that NYCFC beating the Red Bulls would be the best thing for us. Oh, it would be Because it would be Red Bulls have been the most consistent. It would be this massive. could really help us uh, really gain some distance from yeah, them. Absolutely. Early on. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So and I know he- people you want to hedge your bets and say one point, I'm betting, and I'm. I think Kelly is saying the same thing, that we're betting on NYCFC performing poorly in this playoff run. Yeah. And therefore, our most important target is the Red Bulls. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're our Especially most dangerous September, threat right, the, threat right now. They yeah. are they are an exceptionally well team. They have not seen, from what I can see, they, they haven't dropped off with the loss of Jesse Marsh. Now, one... One argument may be, well, if we look at our current rank in the Sporter Shield, even though we're number one right now, with, right. by the way, we're above two points per uh, uh, score <laughs> per game. So uh, we're now at 2.04. I love it. Um, the New York Red Bulls have creeped up into the Supporter Shield race. Um, and they've always been there. They yeah. just have they've I'm been sorry, gaining not, steam. I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I'm thinking CCL. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. but the, 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 the main thing is, is that w- with this, NYCFC is at 47 right. points, right? And they're they're at one point eight eight points per game. Points per game. I right. don't think they're going to cross that two threshold. I don't think, I don't they think are they're going to get there. I think they're going to fall away from that. Um, FC Dallas would be will actually be interesting. I think FC Dallas may have a better chance of creeping up into that sort of third second spot yes. supporter shield than NYCFC if, but the, they, if but, they continue to play like they have. But the, in, the, in general, the really what we're re- referring to is the fact that we should one hundred percent be watching. For New York Red Bulls, we should be making sure that every opportunity that any team you has. You watch them ca- closely, binoculars. Closely. <laughs> You're on the field staring You're making them it down. creepy, Kelly. Like, you, why, you break into the locker rooms to, right next to BWP and you start whispering in his ear, fail. We can watch every second of every fail. game they play. Analyze it. Fail. Send your emails to the team. Let them know your thoughts. Do you remember that missed <laughs> penalty kick in the All-Star game, BWP? Yeah. Um, but the, in the CCL race, the reason I was what I was getting ahead of myself with you are. is that NYCFC is at 104 points, which is two points below us. Uh-huh. Um, we're currently first. Right. And some will say, well, if you let them win against Red Bulls, then they're back up in the CCL race. Yeah, but again, I think they're going to fall away anyways. Right. Later on in the playoffs. Right. Uh, uh, run. Right. And but it's I a risk. Still, it is a risk. It is a risk. I like how we're talking like we control this. We do. We definitely we control like our we're assigning, we're assigning the score lines on exactly. Wednesday. We're like, you <laughs> get you get a draw. <laughs> you get a draw. You get a win. You get a loss. Yeah. You get a win. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think in hedging our bets, if we're hedging our bets here, um, I, I don't feel like putting all of our money or all of our cookies into the NYCFC a basket for that derby is a bad idea. I'd rather I'd rather NY I'd rather the NY the New York Red Bulls lose yeah. that game than win it. Long story sh- yeah. Long story us. short, important matches to watch. NYCFC versus the Red Bulls on Wednesday at seven yes. PM. Also Houston Dynamo versus yeah, FC Dallas at nine PM on Thursday. On weird Thursday. game. Weird, weird game. Yeah. That's yeah, weird. Yeah. Absolutely. But you know what? We're at right now, which is going to be my favorite part of this. Oh, Fran's here. Hi. What's up, Fran, baby? Match preview, because we're playing Orlando. No, I did not know that was about it. <laughs> I didn't either. That just happened. That's what you call winging it. <laughs> Your lover, you, you are it. your own intro music. I am my own intro music. Guys, Orlando Shitty is up uh, 10th place, uh, <laughs> one place from 11th, 7-2 and 15. Um, 
their last match, well, they had a bye week, but that was uh, after they needed it after they lost they to did. Wayne Rooney oh, and Acosta man. at DC three to with the, two. With the, such a glorious goal. What a bunch of fucking nerds! These disaster cases. Oh, what the hell? Orlando. Um, of their last fifteen MLS matches, they are one, one, and thirteen, losing so five of their last six matches and drawing the other. And That's at home, they're so five, bad. five, and two though. So I mean, they they, they are. They have a good home record. Well, good for Orlando even, home record. Even keeled. Uh, yes. At a uh, lot of lot of draws. Yes. A lot of but, draws at home. But they've allowed 57 goals, though, Jay, which is the most in MLS. <laughs> yeah. 57. All right. Look, look the closest that, that is to the 57 is Chicago with who's, 51. Who's horrible right now. Yeah. yeah. And then Minnesota with 50. Yeah. Which but they were, they're sitting at 57. When you got more, the closest goals are 50 and 51. When you have a lot more goals than Minnesota United, there's something Come wrong. Come on. And Chicago. <sighs> I mean, at least Chicago had some semblance of a defense, seemed like, for a while. But, yeah, they've lost um, it. They've lost it. Completely. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you break it down, guys, Dwyer is starting to heat up a little bit. He scored some goals. They yeah. have performed more consistently the last few matches. They had a goal scored against him by Will Trapp late. You know, and Columbus, and then they had this DC game, and then they had their, and then before that was New England draw and all that sort of stuff. We talked about it in the last pod, but Dwyer does have 11 goals, um, but they're heavily relying on him. Uh, he's not going to be a guy that's going to help create or assist. He's just a target guy. He's very one-dimensional. Sasha Kleschen has uh, picked up some assists recently. He's five goals and five assists now. And uh, funny thing is, Muller. Yeah. They're homegrown. They're homegrown. They lean on him very heavily. He's performing. As this super young guy. Yeah. And he's got three goals and five assists. Then you've got Christian Aguida, who is at four goals right now. He was red carded in the D.C. match. Yeah, so it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, and, then he, and he missed the match on Friday. Yeah. And then you've you're got, gone. You bye. Know, you're gone. Bye. And then you've got Yotun. And he had three goals and six assists in just six matches. But here's one of the things. That Yotun is one of their best players, right? And and Tata actually selected him for his MLS All Star roster, but the but Yoshio Tun was suspended, a two game, two game suspension total, uh, and was issued a fine for violent conduct in the second half stoppage time of their three three draw against New England on August fourth. So he missed the match on August twelfth. That was against DC United, and he will miss the match on Friday. This against is a Atlanta. shit show for them. They've got they're missing Hagita, they're missing Yotun, and. I mean, granted, out of the nine remaining goals that their team has scored, it's been spread across eight different players in the squad. Right. But th- there's nobody that stands out that's that's going to save them here. Other than Dwyer and keep an eye on Kleshin and Muller yeah. lockdown, yeah. I mean, two important players are, are not even playing on Friday. Right. So <laughs> this couldn't be Yoshi- any better for Atlanta right now. I mean, really. And Yoshio Tune is, is a dangerous threat. And that's one of the things that when you look at us going up against Orlando, that's one of the, the players that you automatically are like, you need to watch out for this player. They need to be marked. He needs to do this. But he's not even going to be available for, for them. I'm for sure Atlanta. the Orlando MLS conspiracy theorists are in full effect. That, uh, oh, for sure. He received that additional match band, you know, uh, oh, just to help, help Atlanta just United exactly. win the win the. Yeah, MLS it's Cup. obviously Don Garber's doing. Yeah. So uh, there's this thing called the magic number. Number, okay, and yes. uh, in MLS, and and that's uh, basically you know uh, how many uh, you know what's what's the number of points that uh, a team needs a team needs to either get to the border shield or right. get to the playoffs or whatever. So the magic number needed to finish uh, ahead of Orlando City this season, regardless uh, what further results happen, is three, which means that a winner draw for Atlanta United this weekend will guarantee Atlanta finish above Orlando. <laughs> That means, in other words, statistically, Orlando could never, which we never, we knew it was never going to happen. Yeah. But it's just funny yeah. that with eight games left to play, 
we yeah. definitively know We're gonna that be mathematically yeah. Orlando can never surpass Atlanta no. United this season. No. So that's just further salt to rub in the I wound. Mean, Atlanta- so not only will Joseph score and break the record in Orlando, yeah. they'll be eliminated from being able to beat us ever. Yes. And they're probably pretty much done with the play. I think there was probably eliminate, yeah, they, close to eliminate already, their playoff I think hopes. they've already accepted the fact they're not going to make the playoffs this year. But I think mathematically we're pretty they're pretty on that they're on that line there. That they another couple on, ga- another couple losses. Yeah. I think that's it. So Atlanta and Orlando are actually separated right now by 25 points, which just yeah. further exemplifies your your magic number right there of only 3, which mm-hmm. is kind of crazy. And then um, there was actually an article that I I remember I sent to you earlier today uh, that was out by Jordan Culver um, where he sat down with Jason Christ, who we actually saw during the MLS All-Star Party festivities. Yes. Um, that he basically sat down with Christ and talked about like what he's going through right now after he got fired and all that stuff. But basically... Sounds like all he wanted to talk about was his family. Yeah, exactly. So he's like essentially vacationing and like rehabbing from the firing uh, in his home and preparing for any potential job stuff, which is it sounds like he'll be waiting for a while. He basically said that he's doing odd jobs around the house in case he gets a job and they have to sell the house. Right. It's just a sad article. Yeah. He's like, I went on five vacations with my family, <laughs> and uh, you know, I only used to get I only used to get one vacation a year. And I said, so does every fucking most fucking American. Yeah, pretty much. You sad pretty man. Pretty much. Like, I'm, I'm getting mine. No uh, one's fucking hiring you, no. dude. You're terrible. No. No. Like, unless you take a job in the USL or something, you know, in my lower Lord. league. But yeah, uh, <laughs> enjoy your vacations though. Do we want to? Do we want to do? I don't know. If, I haven't really thought about it. Do we want to do Orlando score predictions this early, or do we want to wait for it? I think we should. I think might as well. Fuck You're, it. Okay. Yeah. Um, you go with yours because I need to think really quickly about mine. I think it's gonna be. Oh, the the contemplative face is going on right now. Three. Three one. <gasps> Oh, great minds take alike because I immediately my mind went three one and that's what I'm sticking with. Oh, boom, done. I think, I think we're gonna definitely get three. I think Orlando is gonna get one on us. It's just gonna be a fluky goal. They score goal. a lot. Yeah, They've it's gonna be a fluky a goal, but I don't think they're gonna be able to hold it out on us. I think we're just gonna take it to town. But and I also think I would be surprised if we got a clean sheet in this game. Like I wouldn't shut, either. Really shut them out. I wouldn't either, and I really especially want, beat with your two now. Yeah, I really want Brad Brad to go down there and just have all hell fury in his eyes and. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll I'm tweet those out. It. Yeah. Um, uh, up next, guys. Soccer-y. Uh, we got all the soccer going yes. on. Uh, so check out Atlanta United 2 this Wednesday, right. August 22nd, as they take on first place FC Cincinnati. Big At old Kool-Ray. team. Woo-hoo. At Kool-Ray. It's going to be a big, big game. Yeah. Uh, so they'll be looking for a big turnout there. And you can also, uh, on Wednesday, join the Home Before Dark uh, people, uh, the channel listeners and friends, which would be like me and other people, because uh, we all do our soccer pickup on Wednesdays from 5.30 to 7 at uh, Station Soccer at the Five Points Marta Station. So check that out. You can sign up the day prior on meetup.com and just look or out for... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look out uh, for the tweets from Home Before Dark on uh, Twitter, and I think they might have put it also on He usually tweets out the day before. yeah. 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 So you can't necessarily sign up for the slots until the day before. So you really have to like look for that on uh, Tuesday to okay. sign up. It's good to know. Also, um, Home Before Dark is having a get-together with yes. all the HB40 fam uh, listeners, friends on Saturday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Atlanta United 2 match then against yeah. the 11 at 7 p.m. That's so also up at Cool Ray. Give us a shout. Let us know. I'm tentative on that. I hope to know in the next day or two whether I'm going to be a done deal. Uh, but I am going to try to go to that. Uh, same. I'm not sure if I am heading up to the match, but I, it's looking like it's a good possibility right now. 
But you know what, guys? We got another iTunes <gasps> review. We have an iTunes review. Oh, yeah. Gosh, this is a long one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it when they... Okay. I know. But still, I, as much as I, I'm loving this one... I love one, how you're complaining about a five-star I'm not complaining review. about it. <laughs> I just want... I want so long. Jeez. No, I want the riddles. Where are my riddles, guys? I don't know. It's a Where lot are of, my tongue twisters? There are a lot of words in there. There are a lot of words in this one. Do, I want, do you want me to read it? It's up to you. Oh, gosh. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <coughs> five-star review. When the world needs hope, we got this. Uh, it's by Ink and Scarf... Scarfed. Ink and scarfed. Didn't even make it the review yet. No, I didn't. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. And we wouldn't have asked for a better reason to wake up every morning and grab our Twitter and podcast devices instead of the pistol. Wow, that got really serious. Uh, what Jay and the Kelly Francis bring to our airwaves is unrivaled, unprecedented, and will forever be unrelegated. The duo that brings so much deep insight into the workings of Atlanta United, I'll say universe because it's so much more than the team team statistics (laughs) and summaries and yet relates to all the budding new fans that that such an atmosphere has created is what the soccer world truly needed and deserved. I'm going to tap you out. I'm gonna tap thank you. you. Thank God. <laughs> Every oh. This continues. Every week, we the few, we happy few that get to know these great individuals are treated to content that... Uh, to content! Treated to <laughs> <laughs> content that broadcasts what so many of our unheard voices are screaming from the supporters section and the tailgates. Thank you for focusing the roar of the people and distributing it to the masses. I give you all the pizza and wine and humble man can offer uh, from We Wear Our Hearts on Our Sleeves. All right. Amen to that. Thank you so much. Leave us I some reviews, it. guys. Leave us a review. Man, we're on a roll. Because you can obviously see how well I butcher it yes. every time. It's so entertaining. Every time. <laughs> uh, so coming up with us. Let's recap our journey. Yes. I wanted to do this. So okay. Kelly didn't know I was going to do this. I didn't uh, know. Yeah, I just. I threw I, this in the in our notes. Uh, like last minute, because I literally read through all the notes and didn't see this. Oh, okay. they were there. You must have uh, I, apparently breezed I did. by it. Okay. But we have been to so many places. different places. Yes. Um, and we just want to kind of give you an idea, guys, if you just started joining us uh-huh. recently of how many places we go to. And, like, it's not easy. Yeah. It's, it's logistics. It's picking up a mixer and moving to places and finding out where we can go and talking to owners of restaurants where can we can we, set up yeah. and where there's a power um, and yeah uh, listening feedback from listeners and people who want us to come to their watch parties and uh-huh. scheduling with them exactly all that stuff right and then working with our schedules because right. this is not a full-time job for us no it isn't um so to recap we've been to 12 different places so that's outside of that's like insane that's like outside of uh, i didn't count like when we were in our like recording at uh kelly's office the studio whatever stuff right. like that so um so Technically, it's the, been more if we want to consider it that right, way. Right, but but we're just considering like going somewhere. Like because we also recorded in in like hotels and stuff. We recorded in a hotel this uh, for the Kevin Egan interview, so that's also not included. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that would be one place. Yeah. So yeah. that could be added to the list. So we have one place: the Pilot Rocky Mountain Pieces. Yes. That was, the, uh, that was a pilot episode. That was the full bottle of wine against episode. LA Galaxy. We had uh, our second episode was Hudson FC with the All Stripes. Right. And uh, then we had the second self brewery with Terminus Legion versus Orlando. Mm-hmm. We had the Henry County High School for the Georgia Revolutions versus Silverback Derby. And that was yeah. also us against uh, New England. Yep. And uh, in uh, NYC and LA, Kelly was in LA. I was in NYC. We recorded. Uh huh. <laughs> Did it like a, our first away day series. Yeah. And then Midway Pub with Footy Mob for the Columbus match. And then we did the ATL Soccer Con. 
Uh, we did Palazzo in West Midtown. Pizziolo? Pizz- <laughs> Palazzo. We did the Palazzo Casino. In, it's the Woo! new ca- casino in, in Midtown. Las Vegas. Uh, uh, Pizziolo <laughs> in West Midtown. Wow, Kelly. We got uh, Rocky Mountain Pizza again with the faction. Uh, Omaha, Nebraska right. for the second yes. away day series. And then we've done uh, Hudson FC for the Scarful event. We did Hudson FC also for the pizza sandwiches. And we're doing Hudson FC for the re- recap right now with Columbus. And we did um, Kevin yep. Egan. Kevin Egan at the yeah. CNN uh, Omni, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, we've been to so many places. And we've done so many things. And this is sort of incredible because this is our first year. It's our inaugural year. Um, I said that probably wrong, didn't I? We're breaking records out We're here, We're breaking people. records. <laughs> Smashing them. We're the Joseph Martinez we'll, of podcasts. Next year we'll break more records coming at you. I'm telling you, we're the Joseph Martinez of podcasts. But guys, you can join us uh, on Friday. We're back in action uh, for an away match. Yes, and it's so going to be another place. We'll be at The Bird Sports Bar and Grill in Dunwoody by Perimeter Mall in the Walmart Shopping Plaza on Friday at 7 p.m. Join us. Join us for the Orlando City match with Unleashed. Yeah, it's going to be a Park Fuck you mean, y'all. Team, Unleashed. It's going to be crazy. So you definitely want to try and join us for that. It'll be a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I look forward. I've never been there, so I look forward to get, getting there and either. checking it out. Me too. We want to thank our sponsors. Dave, W Photography. So many good images. Just got so more in, in the in the emails uh, last night, and you saw one of them this morning with Tito. I did. I did. Doing the celebration. Yes. Uh, so Dave Williamson, thank you. You can find him at DaveWilliamsonPhotography.com. Um, and then also Don the Mark Agency. Who does design, and and uh, we also I think retweeted one of his photos he put out with his kid. But uh, Don, love him. He's great. He's a creative advertising, graphic design, and digital studio on 14th Street. If anybody needs branding, packaging, graphic design, or website work, they're the shop for you. Because cre- cre- creativity is their speciality. Yes, you should know by now. Yes. Um, MockTheAgency.com, guys. Review, man. Review us. Review us. Give us all the reviews. Give us all We're the so reviews. We're so thirsty, on iTunes. bro. We're so yeah. thirsty. Um, review Unrel on iTunes. You could check it out. Uh, use your friends and family's accounts. They don't mind. <laughs> don't tell them. You don't, don't need tell to tell them. They don't need to know. It's fine. It's fine. Just tell you them. You got it. Tell no them worries. I said it was okay. Yeah. It's totally cool. You can find Jay us at <laughs> Unrel ATL on all the social media. And you can find me at J-A-Y underscore Riddle on Twitter. And you can find me at the Kelly Francis on all the social medias. That's Instagram, Twitter, and the snaps. Guys, we want to thank you so much because we met so many more of you again at the tailgate and the match. Yes. Yesterday, please keep stopping us. Say hello, yes. and to the gentleman that I walked by in my section, I was leaving the stadium. Uh, thank you so much for telling me that. Yo, man, I love watching you. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of people come up to me too and be like, "Are you blah blah?" I'm like, "Yes." I'm like, "Unrelegated TV coming at Unrelated you." Unrelegated TV. <laughs> so thank you so Very much. Nice. Thank you so much, sir. We appreciate it. And guys, we'll we'll check you Friday, man. We'll, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be exciting. Peace.